is what I have instead of coffee. Radio. It is Sunday, December 17th, and I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And holy shit, Zach also has a cigar tonight. I do. I do. It's been a long time. Dun, dun, dun. So tell us, like, sir, what is your cigar? Uh, let's see. Yeah, what is the name of this? It's a uh, new, just NU uh, Cafe Espresso cigar. Nice. I think I may have had one of those a long time ago. I I wanted to just get, you know, one of the Drew Estate um, coffee-flavored cigars that they have, but they didn't have any of the small ones I used to get. They had, like, the really long, full-size cigars for those. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and they were also, like, $17, and I was like, Holy no. <laughs> was like, Absolutely what? not. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, there's not any good cigar places around me, and the few places that do sell cigars sell them for a absolutely ridiculous price. Mm-hmm. Like clearly, the uh, oh yeah, even the like you know acids. Uh, those tiny acid cigars are like almost nine dollars a piece. I think here. Holy crap! Yeah, just go to the gas station and get them in those fresh packs. Right. <laughs> Grab that G Fresh. I just grabbed that black and mild, and same difference. Fair enough. Um, I'm smoking the Alec Bradley Nika Puro in the uh, Andrew Vitola. <laughs> I like how you name like that size after me for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it sounds better than the phallic size, so... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Little code words there. What about you, sir? Well, I'm finishing up a Lafenka. I probably will have one here in a little bit again. I'm probably gonna give it a, you know, give it a little break in between so I don't burn myself out literally. So, but yeah, I, I just I started one earlier when we were online, and you know, yeah, it's pretty much all I got are Lafenkas at the moment. So that's better okay. As, as I say, it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of Sam Adams Boston Lager. I have. I'll show you the one not in a koozie. I have a Founders Azaka IPA. Mm. And it's good. It tastes exactly like a ton of Azaka hops. Nice. And I also have three bottles of water. I mean, hey, hydrate, bitch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't intend to have three bottles of water. Um. But uh, somehow I ended up with three bottles of water on my desk. And also, no, we're, we're not going to watch this crazy video, Vans140. Mm-hmm. Thanks for stopping by, I guess. Right. Um, so, yeah, how was you guys' week? It's all right. I mean, my you week know. Was, was pretty good. 
Well, I mean, everything was okay up until Friday. Well, Tuesday kind of sucked, too. But, um, well, my oldest got suspended from school until Tuesday. Oh, wow. That sucks. Well, she decided at one point to run around the school, making them chase her for a half hour. Ah. So I had to come and help end the chase, so, yeah. Lovely. That's always what you want to have happen. Yeah, exactly, right? Shut up, phone. Jesus. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that would drive hey. me insane if that was my phone. Well, I don't get that many messages, but when I do, they're usually from Angela, and if I ignore them, she gets pissed. So I made a sound I can't ignore. Because, <laughs> you know. But I, no, the, I have uh, the Godzilla roar for Ashley. Nice. Well, this is Facebook Messenger, so I can only set one sound for everybody. But either way, it's a sound I can't ignore, so. Fair enough. I'm just going to start sending you messages on there, like, all day. Well, that'll be fine till I go to work, then I have to put it on silent, you know. Oh. Although, yeah. I'll test it. <laughs> Make sure you remember. Right. Otherwise, somebody's going to be like, uh, why is his pants screaming? <laughs> well, at work, I can actually plug it into the computer USB and, like, charge it, so I usually have it on my desk, which... It's kind of weird the other day because Angela decided to call me, and we're right about to do startups. We got to do these stretches and shit, and then all of a sudden, like her ringtone's going off. I'm like, I'm gonna check, but it was really about nothing. So I'm like, why did you call me? You know, fucking damn well I'm at work. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you can tell time. Right, but you know, she was excited because she did something for uh, Eric to help him out. It originally was to help him out with the place he's living in. Because he, you know, like I, I mentioned before, probably that he's got, you know, a, a, an oven that doesn't work and a refrigerator that doesn't work. So she wrote into one of the radio stations, you know, because they're doing the like, we'll help you out with Christmas thing. Oh. And so that, so they got him like a gift card to Menard or to, uh, no, not Menards. Uh, I think it was Lowe's or Home Depot, one of those two, and they got him. Uh, another gift card to Meyer so he could like get food and stuff to put in the new refrigerator should he get one That's you know cool. so yeah but since he's moving out of there anyway it's like well you got stuff <laughs> so there you go That's pretty dope Yeah so but she was like calling me about it and I'm like okay well I, I got to get back to work now <laughs> Yeah yay for him Mhm But yeah she was excited and she wanted to tell somebody cuz you know she couldn't really get a hold of him at the time, so it's like, well, I'll tell him. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Cool. I gotta get back to work now, though. You know. <laughs> cool. But, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was a pretty normal week for the most part. Just, you know, the usual you know, work and home life stuff. Um, well, yeah, after the fiasco with, you know, the girls on Friday, because Wednesday had a bad day, too. Um, we ended up going to the my wife's company's Christmas party, which was held at the Grand Wayne Center this time around, and it was a lot of fun. It was yeah, great. The pictures look like you had a good time. Yeah, well, it was it was even better because it was open barred at the beginning of the night, and then as I got up there to look and see what they had liquor wise, I saw bottles of Buffalo Trace. I'm like that on the rocks. <laughs> nice. So, and then later on, like after they had the award ceremony, originally I think it was like 
they were going to cut off the open bar part, make it a cash bar after like 10.30, I think, 10 or 10.30. Yeah. But then like an hour after that and everybody was over there doing stuff, they eventually just said, fuck it, open bar all night. So it's like, keep coming. <laughs> nice. Woke up with yeah, a hell of a headache the next day, but it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, mm. open bar, like, I'm drinking a half bottle of Buffalo Trace at least. Uh, yeah, I had at least three or four of those. Nice. And then we had some some of her coworkers and, you know, people come to our, our hotel room because they offered to have, like, a discounted hotel room for the night, which is great, especially if you're drinking. <laughs> so we ended up going back to the room, and then we had a bunch of her coworkers, like, come hang out with us for a little bit. We ate some pizza, and I had put on, I put on, so I ended up finding Scarface on the TV. So I was like, all right, we're going to watch Scarface and eat pizza and talk about shit. So that we did that. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, not too bad. You know, and but one guy brought, um, uh, uh, fuck, was it Remy something? Uh, I think it's a brandy. It's like Remy something. Remy Martin, that's what it is. Yeah, he brought some of the Remy Martin uh, drink. I think that's a character from House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like yeah, it's actually cognac. That's what it is. Yeah, he brought some uh, Remy Martin cognac, which was really good. But they were like. At first, they were laughing at me because I was mixing it with Coke, and I'm like, look, I've had four Buffalo Traces, then I'm going to throw this shit in there. <laughs> I'm going to need something to cut it down a little bit, because I do want to function later. Right. Yeah, if I'm drinking bourbon, I'm not drinking anything else. Yeah, oh, well, I didn't... Zero's even got cider. I do, yeah. I'm fucking it's loaded in form over here. Got some of that new job money. <laughs> I, I realize, like, I think it's become easier to save money because I've been poor for so long. <laughs> right. Like, I haven't checked my bank account in, like, two weeks, and I fucking, like, I'll go to the gas station and get, like, a couple of energy drinks and a black mouth. I'm like, please accept. Please accept. Please accept. <laughs> and it always does. And I'm like, one of these days it's going to tell me tonight or something. And, like... You know, I I looked at a Steam game I wanted to spend, like, $5 on, and I'm like, I hope I have enough money for it. And I bought it anyway, and then checked my account, and was like, oh, I still have a shit ton of money. I'm not used to this. I'm gonna go get a fucking cigar and some drinks. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I've been, uh... I looked out, actually. Um, I'm not gonna... I'm probably gonna take, like, a week break from cigars, at least, actually. Like, I've kind of been thinking about it anyway, and I need to save the money. Um, But I lucked out because in the month of December, the cigar shop near my house is doing a buy three, get one free on any cigar. Nice. So I've been taking advantage of that. Um, And I think I'm, like, one of five people or less, like, maybe one of three people actually doing that. And they're giving away a raffle prize of, like, a humidor. Nice. And they were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you can just take that now because I think you have all of the tickets in there. So, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to order some La Finca's and then uh, wait, like, not smoke anything until those get here, at least. Right. So, um and I may not even order those. I may just, like, straight up take a break from cigars for a little while. I haven't decided yet. Because um, it's going to suck. Yeah. But I'll probably need to do that. Um, and then, yeah, I had a uh, really good interview 
on Tuesday, and then I have another one this coming Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Thursday, and then I have another one, a second interview this Tuesday um, for a marketing job. I'm not going to really say a ton about it, because I kind of don't want to say anything until I do or don't get it. Right. Um, but it's a really good place, and the money's really good. Uh, the benefits are kind of eh, but the money kind of makes up for it. Um, but I can say it's literally across the street from where I used to work, which is real strange. Right. Like, the the office that we sat in for my interview, I was like looking out the window at the building I used to work in, which was real weird. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of strange, but it's a it's a cool place. I can say that um, it's not like a fun place like a brewery or something, but it's it's got an interesting background to it. I'll say so. Yeah, um, hoping that I get that, I need to put together a marketing plan. Um, to go over with them on Tuesday, kind of like as a test sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go over that and see what we can do. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, if all goes well, hopefully I could start that new job as soon as like a week from Monday, a week from tomorrow, um, which would be pretty dope. But um, yeah, other than that, like, it was kind of just a week. We took Titus to see Santa today, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Uh, we thought we were going to have to drive all the way to Bass Pro, like 45 minutes away. Right. Because um, that's like the nearest one to us. So I looked up online and found out somebody else had posted like, hey, the Santa Claus that you're looking for is going to be here between 1 and 3 p.m. So make sure you show up then. I was like, fuck yeah, because we only had to drive like 10 minutes to get there. So we did that. Um, he was kind of shy with Santa again this year. He didn't really want to get super close to him, and he definitely wasn't sitting on his lap. Um, and we finally got him to fucking smile. It took like 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was cute. He told Santa he wanted a dump truck and a loader and a tractor. So I suddenly want to have sex with Reaper after seeing this picture. Oh, I was like, Jesus, what is that link? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Die, die, die. Give me a minute, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, just kind of kind of been chilling. Uh, I got to take my grandma to the doctor tomorrow, um, get her shoulders checked out because she had both of them replaced. So nothing, not a big deal there. Um yeah, I was going to say, um, Eric's daughter is having her gallbladder removed tomorrow, so they're going to cut their podcast recording. They're going to do it earlier and do it a little bit shorter so that that way he can get some sleep and go with her tomorrow for that. So I'm, yeah. hoping, I'm hoping that goes well. Yeah, that doesn't sound super fun, but at least it's something pretty, you know, routine. Yeah, well, for me it's a tiny bit scary because... Uh, my best like my best friend growing up his like older sister uh when she was 20 went in to get gallstones removed yeah and then that night after following the procedure or whatever like there was some sort of complications and she died so yeah i'm kind of like you mentioned gall anything i'm kind of like okay be careful you know right yeah i mean any surgery could be dangerous for sure yeah, but I mean, either way, it's just like it's one of those things. It's like so routine; you don't expect anything to happen, but it does. 
and it's like, wow, that's, wow, you know. I mean, she was only 20, and she literally, like, just had, a, like, her, her son, like, I don't know, maybe a few months before all that. So, yeah. But, um, since, uh, well, speaking of, we've actually, like, the cigar community in general has had two losses recently. Yeah, it's been rough. Yeah, it's been very rough. Ending uh, the year out on a solid down note. Well, I mean, everything else has been pretty fucking down this whole damn year, so, you know, it's like, can we get this over with and hopefully get the good stuff? Right. I remember somebody was like, I hope next year is better, and all I could think of is I'm one with the force, the force is with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all I'm, that's all I'm chanting to myself the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. Even though I think in my case it's going to be like that GIF uh, I've seen where they're showing the scene from A New Hope where... C-3PO and R2 are going across the, the hallway. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sure C-3PO's thinking that right there. <laughs> I'm actually super pleased with myself, by the way. Mm-hmm. I have seen exactly one trailer for the new Star Wars movie, and it was the very first one that came out. Yeah. I have not seen anything else about this movie. I've seen the first two, like the teaser one and then like the more full-length one, but that's about all I've seen of it. Other than that, like... I've been trying to be good to not spoil it for myself, even though, on one hand, I think there's kind of no point for me to do that because the way things are going right now, I'm not going to be seeing it probably till it's on video anyway. So, but I, I do still want to, like, avoid spoilers, at least for a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be hard if you're going to wait until video. I mean, I don't really have much of a choice. Like, my bank account's like, yeah, no, motherfucker. No, <laughs> the, I, I hear the you. Force, I'm just saying. The force is not with your wallet at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your bills got the high ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no um, shit. Bills and Christmas got the high ground this year. Yeah, I was pretty much like, well, we're going to go see this movie, and we're going we're gonna to have to cut back on some of our bills other places. Right. Um Christmas is going to be pretty sparse this year anyway, so it's probably going to be like our Christmas gift to each other to go see this movie. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I get this job and I can start, you know, real soon, it'll just kind of be whatever. Right. Um, but if I don't get this job, it's going to be a real tight, like, month in January for us. Because we also have to pick up my mom's bills because she's having a pretty major surgery, like, the 2nd of January. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping maybe, like, if I'm lucky and it's still in theaters by then, maybe I might be able to f- see it, like, birthday time, but I doubt it. When is your birthday? 23rd of January. I mean, it very well should be, because I remember when the last, like, the, what was the last one? A New oh, Hope? F- oh, no, Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. A New Hope, yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's that, yes. that was the last one. <laughs> in 1977. <laughs> I don't what is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? What is this box that I'm talking into? Um, I was going to say, we would all not even exist, so that would really be, that would really be terrible. <laughs> Good no, point. When, when that one came out, it was in theaters for like three months after it had come out. I remember, because like, we, one night we were like, let's go see a movie. And I looked him up and I'm like... Am I looking at the wrong date? Because the old Star Wars movie is still in here. Yeah. So, I, I imagine it'll probably still be there in a couple of months. 
Yeah, I'm hoping that would be something at least to go do on my birthday when I take that week off of work just because it's my birthday, bitches. <laughs> That's a pretty pretty good gig you've got there as far as vacation goes, sir. I'm always jealous of your vacation. I mean, you know, I got to take it where I can just because of the fact that, you know, I've been there 13 years, so, you know, I've got plenty of time built up. And even then, you still accrue time, too, so it's like even though I'm spending through it, you know, I still get some of it back. So I just don't want to have a huge payout because eventually they'll pay out whatever you have left. And, like, one guy got, like, a, you know, like a $2,300 check, you know, including all that they paid him out. And it's like, damn. On one hand, that would be really nice, but on the other hand, I would like to take more time off work and be sane. (laughs) So Right. Yeah, mental health and, you know, having time to to recover makes the rest of the year a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Although I guess that is a, a pretty solid way to plan for a vacation, too. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, it, I, first of all, I like to try to figure out, most of the time there's always somebody that's going to have the week before and or the week of Christmas off. So right. I don't ever bother trying to take those off, even though... The way I see it, out of everybody in the department, on one hand, I would have more of an of a point to doing that because I've got you know the girls and everything. But I was like, "Look, you guys go do Christmas, whatever." That's why I take Halloween. Nobody takes that time off, and it's right before you know Thanksgiving and Christmas, where the heavy you know the heavy holiday times are coming in. So I can get a break in between and you know push through those those times and then get to the after you know holiday stuff and then take my my birthday off and that's the last last part for the year mm-hmm. uh, until I get that uh, you know until it all you know rege- you know comes back and you know everything else and again keeps me sane <laughs> that's what counts <laughs> um, but yeah it was a uh, it was a pretty normal week I, I've just been working real hard on avoiding those Star Wars spoilers. Which should not be this difficult. I haven't. I don't think most of the people I know have seen it. I haven't seen shit on my Facebook for Star Wars, and the only people I know that have seen it have been Butters and Matt. That's about it. Well, I've had to be real careful about which Twitch streams I go to, um, because you get the motherfuckers that show up and just start spamming spoilers into chat. Mm Mm-hmm. So I've had to. kind of not read chat and like wait for it like look at it every once in a while and make sure that the moderators are doing their job because like most of the channels i watch they're not tolerating that shit um but uh which they really shouldn't because for one you get like there are people that are probably doing the genuine spoilers or whatever, but then you probably got the other guys that are just trolling, like saying stupid shit. Which oh, again, yeah, there's definitely those, but you don't yeah. even want to see that. Like I don't want to see that shit either. That's what I'm saying. Like you kind of have to just banhammer the shit out of all of that in general. It's like keep my chat clean, no Star Wars spoilers. If you want to be a douche, go do it somewhere else. Right. So I'm well, not. I, I have no problem with that. Like I was actually tempted because. Um, uh, Andre the Black Nerd, I usually watch his stuff on YouTube, and he does pretty excellent reviews. Usually, most of the time, he does like a non-spoiler and a spoiler one, 
so I at least have an option to watch one or the other, so I can at least get because his impressions of films like I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but I mean he's he's at least entertaining about it. Yeah. Um, and doesn't really bash it one way or the other. And you know, basically, like he says, I'll give you the good, I'll give you the bad, and I'll give you the nerdy. So, I mean, I like I like the idea that they'll go through everything, but this time with Last Jedi, I guess he said like. You know, this I'm not going to do like a spoiler, non-spoiler one. I'm not going to call this one the non-spoiler. Like I will talk about some stuff in the movie. Most of it's probably going to be minor spoilers, but you know, watch at your discretion. So at least he gives you that option. Like, hey, you can continue watching, or you know, just just wait till you go see the movie, then come back and watch it. You know, and you know, I like it when people are at least accommodating to that because I don't necessarily want to. Like Rogue One kind of got spoiled for me a little bit. Like again. You know, like you guys were talking about, like via Facebook, like all of a sudden somebody posted the clip with the the whole Darth Vader thing at the end of the movie. It's like, well, I already know. I mean, granted, I already kind of knew how the story ended in a way, but just the fact that like uh, you know Vader and and Leia and all that stuff was in there, like that's the stuff you want to go and and see, like and be surprised by. But you know, I haven't I seen have, any of that stuff. I haven't seen any of that stuff for this movie, but I'm talking about for Row One. Before I got oh, to find, yeah. before I finally got to watch it when it ended up on I, Netflix. So, so I made it. I made it to that movie spoiler free, and I made it to that movie having only seen one or two trailers. I think I saw one trailer, and then I watched like the extended version of that same trailer. Right. Um, which was kind of the same thing, honestly. Yeah. If I remember right, but um, I don't know. I the only things I've seen are people saying that they loved it, and then I saw one person just trying to be an asshole and be like, "Yeah, who else hated that bullshit." Like, okay, so I guess you're not a Star Wars fan because you're literally the only person I've seen say a bad word about it. So, right, yeah. and and either way, like I liked Force Awakens, I liked Rogue One. Like Rogue One was a nice breath of fresh air because even though you had the the whole blind bow staff, you know, you know, one with the Force guy in it, he was, it was Force the, aware. He wasn't really exactly a force user. Exactly, and that's the thing I liked about it was because it was the one film that didn't have anybody with a lightsaber in the whole thing other than Vader at the end. But right. by and large, the whole movie, it's like you don't see a bunch of Jedis running around with lightsabers. Don't get me wrong. I love lightsabers. I love lightsaber battles. I love Jedi and Sith conflict. However, I do also want to see stuff about Star Wars that has nothing to do with fucking Jedis and all that shit. You know, give me give me more of like the like what Dark Forces like that game what that originally started out as where it was like this dude just basically a rebel merc, you know, going in stealing plans and shit, you know, like that that was more interesting because it's shit you didn't see in the films, you know, you don't have that heavy like, you know, pseudo religious, you know, whatever Which, stuff you know, stuff going on. I'm going to talk more about that later because I actually went back and started playing Dark Forces, mm-hmm. um, but. This, they did this movie a lot better, I think, than Force Awakens. I wasn't a big fan of Force Awakens. Um, I felt like it, there was just a lot of action and not a lot going on, and I just kind of ended up with a bunch of questions and no real answers. I, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of it, but this new movie, they kind of seem to have taken a lot of things from all the other Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and put them into one, which was really, really great. Like, you get some of the, like, political stuff from like the the reboot like the one two three movies the prequels yeah right you get a lot of the like the feelings and like poetry of the original trilogy yeah that high Um, that sort of high fantasy stuff 
Yeah, you get that, and then you get the action on top of it. Like, the action in this movie doesn't seem like, yeah, 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 they're shooting at each other, like, get to the next point. Like, the fighting all makes sense and is really well done. Yeah, I've heard people say that there's a lot of big scenes that are, like, some of the best set pieces and, like, best, like, cinematography of any of the Star Wars movies or really any movie. Yeah, no, hands down, some of the the backgrounds, the scenes, and the, the just the color work and everything is some of the best work I've ever seen in a movie before. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I really would want to. I'm just saying, like, it just timing just wasn't everything for me today or this week yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, oh, well, either way... Yeah. Either way, exactly something else for me to check out because I know the other thing is I'm uh, really excited for uh, Ready Player One after seeing those trailers. Uh, I saw the Comic Con one a while back and I was excited, but this new one like has me a little bit more excited. So much so to the point where I actually went and bought uh, the audio book on Audible and have been working my way through that so far. I'm just really hoping that the movie is good and not just them trying to get money out of people with nostalgia. So what is Ready Player One? I've not heard of this before. It's a Well, it started as a book um, written... Basically, it's kind of like dystopian future, like the world is running completely out of fossil fuels. Um, most people live in what they call the stacks, which are basically a bunch of trailer homes like stacked on end with like makeshift scaffolding. Um, and basically everybody on the planet has started playing a, um, it's kind of like an MMO, but it's like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like virtual reality. Yeah. VR style. Um, all right, Jesus Christ, stop messaging me. (laughs) Anyway, the, uh, it's basically like everybody on the planet plays this VR game. Um, but the guy who created it died. And he left a message to everybody on the planet through the game and whatnot that, you know, if you're seeing this, I'm dead. However, I've left an Easter egg in this game and a couple of keys that you need to find and some puzzles you need to solve. If you can solve all the puzzles, you know, unlock all the gates with all the keys, you know, and get to the Easter egg, you will inherit like a trillion dollars and you'll also have control over what the, the, the game's called the Oasis. And basically imagine like pretty much like the oasis is a vr version of like every single bit of like fandom you have like there's 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 firefly ships there's star wars there's ghostbusters there's like the main character rides around in a delorean that has the ghostbusters logo slapped on the side and it also has like the kit uh light bar on the front from knight rider and the the guy who created it is like a big. Imagine if you took like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, threw them all together, and then threw a bunch of '80s nostalgia stuff into it. Um, I mean, it's a really it's a really interesting story. The audiobook's really good because Will Wheaton does a really good job narrating it, um, and he's actually one of the guys I can see doing. Like the problem I have with audiobooks, especially when it's only got one narrator, is you know that if it's a male, they've got to do like female voices for female characters. And he does it, but he doesn't do that forced sort of, like, falsetto thing. So that's one of the things I really like about the audiobook. It's fairly expensive on Audible unless you've got, like, a credit or something. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd suggest maybe possibly getting it through the public library or something if you have that option. But 
Either way, I'm enjoying it so far. The film itself looks really, really good, and the fact that they actually got Steven Spielberg on board to be like a, a producer or whatever makes it like he can actually get some of that stuff. Like the Ghostbusters logos aren't going to be on the DeLorean, obviously, because that's another studio altogether. But I was just kind of concerned when I saw them like jumping on every single character from every popular thing ever. Like Tracer's in there. Um, but that actually makes sense in, in context of the book because I remember he was talking about all the different stuff that he actually like in the book mentions that they had assets and stuff from uh, World of Warcraft. I mean, granted, this book actually came out before Overwatch even existed, so like I under- came out a long time ago, right? But I'm saying it came out long before Overwatch existed. But the, in the movie, they do have a they did show it in one of the trailers. There's a there's a guest appearance by. Uh, Tracer standing next to Chun Li from Street Fighter. Um, so I mean, you've got. I mean, it's basically very nostalgia heavy. A lot of people kind of criticize the book about it, but the way it's presented, at least so far, I'm only like maybe I don't even know if I don't even think I'm halfway through the book yet. But um, it's presented in a way to where it's not. How do I want to describe? It? It's not like heavy handed about it. Like, it just, it just doesn't flat out say, like, pop culture reference. And even then, some of the stuff in the book is obscure stuff. Like, unless you're a big fan of, like, outdated, like, 80s, you know, 70s, 80s technology, like, you may not get that reference because there's stuff about old Atari games and uh, D&D modules from, like, the original D&D sets that came out and stuff like that that's used in the in the book. Um, but I do kind of like the the references, the way they've worked them in. Um, doesn't seem forced or anything, at least in the book. I'm not sure how they're going to do everything in the movie, mainly because I know like movies and different studios, like you can't mention another studio's property unless a you want to pay them a shit ton of money to do it, you know, which makes it not really effect like cost effective, or you know you'd have to work out some kind of deal. Like the only reason Spider-Man made it into the MCU is because Sony sold them back to you know the Marvel guys. So it's like it's like either they'd have to pay a bunch of money to let Sony use the Ghostbusters logos on the car, and that's just for the logos. We're not talking about like characters or anything, um, you know. So they probably just said, "Eh, we'll skip it." I mean, we got Back to the Future. There's plenty of other stuff for us to reference, you know. Um, actually, one of the references at the beginning of the book he makes is he does the whole dogs and cats living together mass hysteria thing. So it's like, well, there you go. That's a that's a reference you can pull in, and nobody's gonna fault you for it. I mean, it's a really good book. I recommend checking out the audiobook if you can. I do have a physical copy of it that I got from Loot Crate years ago, but I just don't really have time to sit down and read physical books anymore, whereas I've got a you know 45-minute commute back and forth to work, so I can listen to it during that or when I'm washing dishes or taking a bath or whatever. Like I can just put it on and listen to it while I'm doing other stuff. But it's it's really good, the film itself. Like if you watch the trailer, Zach, I think you probably will dig it. Um, yeah, let's check it out. But it's yeah, it, it's a really, it's a really well done book. It's definitely got tons of the '80s nostalgia in it. So I mean, if if those kind of things bug you, then you probably shouldn't be listening to it or watching it or whatever. Um, but yeah, like so far, I'm really digging it. I like the references. I like the way it goes. I like the characters are are at least interesting. But like the way they describe the world, it's you know, there's tons of different planets to go to. Um, which have different things like they actually do one of the things he talks about in the book is uh, they have public they have a public school system where there's one planet 
that has a bunch of public schools on it, basically. That, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That any that anybody can, it, but anybody can register and go to. But while you're there, um, they have uh, it's a non PVP zone, so you can't fight other kids. Even if like the kid's trying to be the typical, <laughs> even if the kid's trying to be the typical school bully, he can't do anything to you. So <laughs> they had a real problem with virtual Columbine, so they had to make it a neutral zone. <laughs> I, well, that's that's the part that, like he was saying, like you know, uh, part of the reason he ended up there was because in real life in school, like there's you know, in this dystopian future, you know, outside of the the oasis, there's you know, meth heads and people. Actually, like the main character's backstory is like, you think Batman's like you know, I lost my parents thing is depressing? No, this dude like has it way worse. You know. Yeah. Like, I don't really know if I should give away any of it. It might be kind of spoilery, but either way, like his backstory is really screwed up, and it kind of puts the world in perspective. And the way the way the book's structured, I like because they have um, like a chapter zero, which is kind of like a prologue that just explains, okay, here's what happened. The world's gone to shit. We have no more gas. Everybody pretty much lives in poverty. However, we all somehow manage to, you know get onto this virtual world because obviously it's way better than the real life so everybody of course goes there and plays there and you can do anything you want you can play the games you can go there and have virtual sex you know like i think you know i mean they've got all different kinds of things you can do there's nightclubs there's you know pvp zones where you can go and fight and do stuff i mean one of the characters has their own little hideout that they call the basement where they just it's basically like a basement you go down there you hang out you put on tunes you know there's arc stand up arcade machines in the corner playing like old 80s stuff like joust and whatnot um so i mean you it's there's tons of different stuff to do and it's all an amalgamation of like pretty much every kind of pop culture you know that's existed at least since the 70s 80s and 90s um and the characters are really interesting because uh, there's another character that is that worked with the, the guy who was creating this world, who was kind of like a Steve Wozniak um, character, who eventually, like, they have a falling out and he quits the company. But, of course, after he dies, they go to him and say, hey, you know, what do you think's going to happen? Do you think you're going to go find the Easter egg or whatever? He's like, no, I didn't, you know, we were friends for a long time, but he wanted, you know, the... The whole thing ended up going a different direction than I did. So, you know, more power to everybody looking for it. Because there's a bunch of people. They actually, they used to call them egg hunters. Um, but then they shortened it to gunters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I know it sounds silly, but it's like, it does make sense. Like, instead of saying egg hunters, it's gunters, you know. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's when the gut and the gun go into one. It's yeah. a gun. <laughs> oh. No, but yeah, it's a really good book. The movie itself, like for the trailers I've seen, looks really exciting. Um, and I even looked at some of the, like the cast list. Um, uh, Simon Pegg actually plays the um, the the Steve Wozniak character, so I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to go. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, well, Simon Pegg's in it. Yeah. Um, the the you know, guy. I guess, I guess it's one of those movies where I really, really want to like it. Yeah, but it has so much potential to be this just fucking cash grab nostalgia fest. Yeah, that I'm just I'm too I mean, jaded I think, at this point to have high hopes. I think I think no matter what, like 
obviously, I like, I'm pretty sure there's still going to be some of that sort of like, here's a reference, here's a reference, you know, play kind of playing up to the nostalgia factor. Cause I mean, that is pretty much a heavy part of the book anyway, but I think that I'm I don't just know. hoping that they do the book justice and they don't just make a shitty Michael Bay explosions character right. reference fest. Yeah, because there's definitely not a lot of that. Like, I mean, there's there's still, like, I don't really even call them action moments because it's not, like you said, it's not a Michael Bay explosion, you know, big battle thing. I mean, you see that in the trailers, but I'm, I'm assuming that part happens, like, later on in the the book. But in the first couple of parts, like, when he's going and looking for the keys and stuff, there's not a ton of action, in, at, at, you know, like in a Michael Bay-type movie. Um, but it, looking at the cast list... Um, well, in the book, yeah, I should say in the book too. There's another com- there's a a company called IOI Innovative Online uh, uh, inst- Innovative Online something. Damn it, I forget now. But basically, they're 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 your typical evil corporate bastards that want that. Well, let, let me just say it. They're not they're not IOI. They're EA. Basically, they want to take over the Oasis and monetize the shit out of everything. And turn it into, you know, basically like if you're rich and powerful enough to afford the shit, you can come play here. So that's one of the, that's, and I guess they have their own operatives within the game called Sixers. Although everybody calls them Sucksores. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that's all going to play out. The guy who's running that company, um, the, the, the actor they cast to play him is the, uh, the bad Imperial guy from Rogue One, actually. Um, I forget what his name in that movie was, but he wore the white outfit and he ends up getting his ass strangled by Vader while he makes a dad joke. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. You know, intergalactic dad, what are you going to do? I'll force choke the shit out of you. You don't like my joke? <laughs> Laugh, motherfucker. <laughs> so while we're talking about books, I have a uh, book suggestion or recommendation for fans of MMOs and... Um, if you want to read some like real creepy for like foreshadowing for the future, Tom Clancy kind of nailed it in this book. It's called The Deadliest Game, and it's a short fucking book. Right. Um, it's like this tiny little paperback. I was trying to see how many pages it was. Um, it's 182 pages, and it's small. It's like a pocket book. Um, <clears throat> I read it in like one sitting. Yeah. But. Uh, Basically, these two detectives that play an MMO get kind of roped into, or one detective and a random person get roped into investigating a murder um, in the MMO world. Huh. And there's a there's a particular part of this book where they basically they're trying to get somewhere where they really shouldn't be, and one of the characters is like, oh, I've got some extra currency laying around. We can use this invisibility spell. It just drain, drains my bank account while it's active. Huh. So you're literally paying for this super powerful ability in the game. Like, literally with real money. And I was like, holy fuck. Right. 99 Tom Clancy was a fucking prophet. Right. <laughs> right. Correct. Um, and like the accuracy with which he predicted how MMOs would have progressed is terrifying. Like, mm. 
he basically built out World of Warcraft before World of Warcraft actually happened. Yeah. Um, it was. It's an interesting book. Like it's a like a seven dollar paperback. You can probably get it at any library. Um, and I haven't read any of the other Netforce books. I should. Uh, you can get them on Amazon for like ten cents. Um, I just turned on my heater, Andrew. I don't know if that's what you were hearing. No, my kids are still upstairs playing, and I heard this kind of scream, so I just wanted to make sure, you know. There wasn't another one. <laughs> well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for crying children to come running downstairs to, you know, you know, tell me basically like she did it. No, she did it. Blah blah blah. You know, it's like don't do I think that. Titus please. might be an only child. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here going, I'm so glad I was an only child. <laughs> I mean, I had friends that had, like, brothers and sisters and stuff, so I got to see what that looked like, but it's kind of yeah. the thing of, like, I can go. I can go. <laughs> I yeah, can... <laughs> I hung out with my cousins, like, brother and sister, and I was like, man, I'm going to go back to my house where everything is mine. <laughs> right. The sharing thing is bullshit. Right. See, I was kind of in a weird situation where me and my sister were far apart in age. We didn't really share much of anything in the first place. Right. And did a pretty good job of ignoring each other half the time. So it was just kind of like, oh, yes, hello, other person. How are you? Good? That's cool. I'm going to go back to doing whatever I was doing before I noticed you. Bye. Right. <laughs> Yeah. As long as it wasn't jerking off, that could be that could be awkward. Like, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> and I would like to have a I would like to have a second kid like ten years apart from Titus. I just don't want to go through the beginning part of raising a child again ten years afterwards. Like that's just that seems like self inflicted torture. Right. I don't know that I would wait ten years. Like, like me and my sister are seven years apart. And, like, we get along really well, but we didn't really know each other for a very long time either, because that's just... That's an awkward amount of time to be apart. Like, the person is seven... Yeah, I don't want to have a teenager when I'm 60 either. Yeah. (laughs) There's also that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I just was, I heard a scream or whatever, so I'm just waiting, like, but so far nobody's come downstairs to tell me anything, so we must Seems be okay. Like it's been long enough. Right. Didn't hear any, any kids rolling down the stairs, so no bodies. Yeah, hopefully so far. <laughs> but, if anything is going on, I'm gonna go ahead and pee and get another beer, so. Alright. If you guys want to talk about, like. If you want to talk about Force Awakens, spoilers, I don't know, I mean, whatever. I haven't seen it, so. Okay, well, I'm just saying, if you guys so want to talk no, about. I don't. <laughs> okay, well, whatever you guys want to talk about while I'm gone, go ahead. Just don't fucking call me a douchebag or something. Shit. Let's it's not talk that about bad. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> so, <bad>. about that. <laughs> um. Um, but no, I, I really strongly recommend checking out those books. Um, it's. It's actually one of those things where I reread it like a couple years ago, and I was like, "This is fucking creepy." Like, to the level where you like, did this guy talk to the people making those games and know where things were going or something? Um, I guess maybe EverQuest was like showing him enough of it. Well, by that time, keep in mind too. I mean, if you did any research into the industry, you already had one major crash 
that almost eliminated the entire video game industry altogether. And then watching companies get reinvested in and, you know, management switch around and all that kind of shit. Like, you could probably have seen a lot of those things coming if you were really paying attention. Well, it was more about, like, the way the MMO world worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't so much about, like, you know, the video game industry or anything like that. It was specifically about, like, microtransactions and character, like, guild mechanics and, um, like, player relationships versus real people and that sort of thing. I mean... But, but even still, I mean, you could have seen they would have charged stuff, you know, like microtransactions if you paid attention to the industry. And right. at that time, I mean, by that time, we're talking 90s, right? You already had, like, this, you said this was a 90s book. Yeah, 99. Yeah. February okay. 1st, 1999. So you already had, like, the start of shit like Pokemon, where the whole point was you want to get multiple people together... Like, you want this person to make all their friends buy a game, too, instead of just having one system with four players. Yeah. So, like, the idea of guilds or whatever in an MMO is probably not that far out of an idea, either. No, no, I'm just... I'm saying the level of accuracy with which he predicted, like, the way all of that would actually work, and, like... It's. It was just freaky. It was one of those things where you're like, holy shit, this guy really, really knew what he was doing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I totally want to read it to see how accurate it is. Yeah, and I know I have like three copies of it because every time I want to read it, I can't find it. So I end up buying another copy because like the last one I bought, I literally paid $2 for. I think I paid $0.10 cents and then it was like $3 shipping. Yeah, what is the name of this again? Uh, Tom Clancy's Netforce. There's a link to the Amazon page in Twitch chat. Check that out. Um, but if you're not already in Twitch chat, it won't show up, obviously. I am I am already there. Um, but uh, it, it looks... The cover is stupid as shit. But it also, like, looking at it, they really kind of nailed the look of the current VR headsets. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was it was interesting, um, but yeah, they have them listed uh, thirty four new for three dollars and eighty seven used for a penny. Um, so there's one that's the very first one. They're like there's a three ninety nine and a dollar shipping, five dollars and free shipping, one dollar and four shipping. Like for five bucks, you can own the book. It's Insane. I don't want to see how cheap I can actually get this thing for just because, like... Yeah, and I know most libraries uh, can get it because it's just, like, they all have every Tom Clancy book ever printed. Um, but I, I do kind of want to see if, like, these characters carry through some of these other books because I remember actually really liking the characters and I also really liked that one of the characters in the story the main characters, rather than being like a powerful character class, he chose he chose to be like a hedge wizard. Hmm. So he could do like half-ass magic. Like nothing he could do was very good. Like he just kind of wanted to fuck around fuck and yeah. he's like, I'm going to be the most average. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I like, like that guy. 
Yeah, I was, and he was really likable. It was, it was a really good book. Like, it's definitely a very childish book, and it's super quick to read. Like, if you really, if you're a fast reader, you could probably read it in like two hours, if that. Um, but the story itself and the characters are fascinating. Um, it, it was kind of like, I think I got, I think I picked this book up by accident. Um, and then I was currently watching Dot Hack at the time, so it was like the perfect time to pick this book up. Um, or maybe I was watching Dot Hack like shortly thereafter. I can't remember. Um, now I'm curious. I want to get all that Dot Hack stuff they just put on uh, Steam. Yeah, I I absolutely love Dot Hack. So February first, two thousand three, is when Dot Hack was on Cartoon Network, and that's when I would have watched it. So I guess it was like four years later that I watched Dot Hack. Hmm. But like, this was the book that I like thought about more than any other book for years. Nice. Yeah. Highly recommend it, especially to <laughs> like gamers and MMO players. Right. Um, just because it gives you like that hit of nostalgia, but it was before all of the things you could be nostalgic about. So it's like right. the true hipster nostalgia right there. <laughs> Sounds interesting. What book was this again? Uh, the Deadliest Game by Tom Clancy. Okay. Yeah. May have to look into that later. Yeah, I, if I can find my copy, I'll, I'll loan it to you, but I genuinely have no clue where it is. Right. I'm sure I can find it somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you can buy it for a penny on Amazon. <laughs> there you go. Um, or, you know, your local public library. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I watched... Uh, we finished the second season of a show called Glitch on Netflix, which is basically somebody figured out necromancy um, and brought back a bunch of people that had been murdered. Um, set in Australia, so it was like really. It was weird because you could tell like they filmed it there. All the actors were from there. Um, like it was just very Australian in a good way. And it had some twists that I didn't really see coming, so I was I was pretty impressed with it. Um, also, there are some fucking attractive women in that show. I highly recommend. It. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, it starts out with this cop pulling up to a graveyard and a bunch of people climbing out of their graves. Well, there's something you don't see every day. Yeah, yeah, it was real weird. Um, but I don't want to spoil it. Like, I want to talk about it with you, Andrew, because I know you're you're into the whole necromancy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that is which an interest is... of yours. Yes, which show is this? Uh, it's called Glitch. Looks oh, like there's right, two right, seasons right. of it already. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. finished the second season. I know Angela's been watching it, too, so... Yeah, it was yeah. really good. Uh, I, I recommend it. It's It's got good character development. It has a lot of different stories going on, and none of them are, like, shortchanged. Right. Um, you get a lot of closure. It's not one of those things with tons of loose ends. It's got some real satisfying parts to it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty good acting. Uh, 
nice cinematography. Like, it's just a well-done show. Um, it is a little short, you know, in comparison to other Netflix series. Yeah. It's still, like, you know, 12, 13 hours of show. Yeah. So you'd be all right. But, um, you know, it's like something you could binge in a weekend. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, highly recommend that. Um, I didn't watch much Twitch this week. I've been kind of busy. Um, watched a little bit here and there. Um, I, I, I kept my promise, Zero, and I streamed quite a bit more than I did the previous week. Yes. Still, still not as much as I would have liked to, um, but more than, more than normal. So I'm, uh, I'm still at two, two thirds of the way to becoming an affiliate or partnered streamer. Um, I need to get three average viewers in my stream, um, over the next 30 days and then I can get my affiliate and then I need to get 15 average viewers and I can get partnered and start getting hmm. subscribers. So, get those Twitch Prime free subs. Yeah. But uh, until then, I'm just going to be chilling and uh, probably stream a little more Path of Exile this week. And uh, I, I figured out why I wasn't able to stream Destiny for a while. I fixed those issues and fixed some issues with Overwatch as well. Hmm. Um, so I was hoping to... I'm really, really hoping we get to go, go through the story with you, Andrew. Um, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I know we're def. I know we've been working our way through it a little bit, but yeah, we definitely want to get through the rest of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I streamed quite a bit, so that's why I didn't get to watch a lot. Um, and I did go on that interview, so I got to catch up on the Giant Bombcast and a little bit of Joe Rogan, which was nice. I always get behind on my podcasts when I'm not driving to work every day. Right. Because <laughs> um, so, it's funny, like, I went from having, like, not enough stuff to listen to, like, I was just listening to everything the day it came out. Right. To now I'm like, fuck, I can't keep up with this. I'm, like, 20 episodes behind. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, kind of, kind of rough there. But uh, other than that, I don't think I've really watched much else. I've just been I've been busy streaming. I've been watching a little bit of YouTube here and there. Um, what about you guys? Watch anything else? Not really. I mean, oh well. Uh, last night, actually, while we were wrapping presents, uh, I ended up turning on because I found out Netflix had uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead the first yeah. two seasons of that on there so we started watching that i saw the first episode before because they put that one up online for free and then of course you had to have stars in order to watch the rest of it but i watched that and so i was like cool i get to finally get through the rest of it all right now the kids are down here hang on i thought that was part of what he was saying oh uh, yeah <laughs> um I don't think I really watched much of anything new myself. I have been watching a bunch of these videos on YouTube where this guy uh, goes to abandoned places, um, like different buildings or resorts or whatever, uh, videotapes it, documents it, like goes through the history of like when this place was built, who built it, why, what happened. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. I don't know why I like it so much, but I watched a bunch of those already. Nice. Um, and I got to sit down with my parents 
uh, and I finally got them to watch Stranger Things with me. Oh, cool. And they begrudgingly, after, like, me asking them for, like, seven, seven different times, like, were like, okay, we'll watch one episode, which turned into three episodes. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and play some games. Uh, here's the remote. Y'all can do what you want. And then they watched, like, another episode. So nice. I can't wait to see what they're reacting. Action to that show. Yeah. Cut out a little bit there, but I think we got most of that. I, I mean, that was, I just want to see what their reaction to it yeah. is. There, there was okay, nothing yeah. after that. We didn't miss much. Um, cool. Well, that's exciting. It's always nice when your parents watch something and you're like, yeah, I knew you'd like this. Well, especially for me, because everything they watch, I, I always look at it and I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I feel like I'm hanging out with 16-year-olds because this is so stupid. Here, watch something... You might have lost him. Did we lose him? I think we lost him. Yep, we lost him. Um, Alright, well, those guys both are missing in action, so we'll chill out for a minute. Let's, uh, let's open another window here and get some dock brass playing.
Stopping internet. Yeah, no problem. It happens. So where did... Well, I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't know where we left off at. Uh, just talking about when your parents like something that uh, you like and how they, they usually watch garbage. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's real cool to like show them something that's not garbage and I want to be like so what do, you, what do you think about stuff like that let me know yeah my my mom typically watches nothing but like uh, cop procedurals and dramas so like Blue, Bo- Blue Bloods and Madam Secretary and CSI and NCIS oh god yeah we get a lot of the like NCIS and all that stuff and uh what's the Nerdy one, uh... Nerdy cop show? No, it's just the nerdy nerd show that everyone watches, and they're like, that's what all nerds uh, are like, because it's popular. Big Bang Theory. That's it. I fucking hate that show. I hate it. I can't take it. And everybody wants to tell me how much I'm going to like it, because it's nerdy. Yep. And I'm like, no. Those aren't nerdy people. Those are what not nerdy people imagine nerdy people to be like. Yes, precisely. Oh, yeah, no, when my parents started watching that, I'm going to be like, you're just like Bob, Bob, Bob. I looked at that, and I was like, I am not like any of these people. Like, <laughs> You're just like this shut-in that makes a ton of money and lives in a really expensive apartment for no apparent reason and doesn't really seem to do anything. Yeah, no thanks. It's just, it's not for me. Um, but yeah, we've been uh, we've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of cartoons with Titus. A lot of stuff that I don't really want to watch. There's a lot of really shitty cartoons out now. Oh yeah, there's a few really good ones though. Um, so what's the best ones you've seen so far? Uh, one of my favorite movies that I've watched with Titus was called Home. Uh, it's about this race of aliens that are running from a, a race trying to murder their species. And they end up on different planets and they just kind of take them over and make them their new home. Um, and it's got this kind of like screw up, like one screw up that just doesn't do anything right. And he's the one that ends up like becoming friends with this little human girl that... Like, when they take over a planet, they move all of the populace to a, like, what they imagine to be a perfect environment. So they put them in, like, a little, like, um, reservation. They kind of treat them like we treated the Indians, the Native Americans, and put them on a reservation. And, like, here's your new home. And this is what we think you'll enjoy. Um, granted, they try to do a lot nicer job of it than we did, but um, similar in theory. And then take over the rest of the planet and just kind of, you know, absorb all of the culture and everything, too. And they end up kind of like, you know, becoming friends and, you know, figuring out all these problems on their, their little journey. It's it's super cute. I would recommend it, even if you're not, you know, watching it with a little kid. It's worth watching, um, just because it's got some pretty funny one-liners and some cute jokes in it. Um, I mean, I frequently have to be, you know, hanging out with my godson and whatnot, so I like to know, yeah. hey, buddy, you want to watch this thing that isn't entirely awful? 
please. Yeah. I, I would recommend uh, Home if you're if you're hanging out with a, a little kid. Um, I'm gonna call you Yoshi. What's up? You're I am your fans number one. Thanks. Word. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking Pikachu for you. Like double double <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah. I always forget they put those emotes on Twitch. Um. But yeah, that that's a that's a cute one. I was trying to think if there was anything else that was real good. Um, I watched Chappie, and Titus watched a couple parts of that, mostly like the stuff where they're like teaching Chappie. Um, I was about to say that's not a super kid appropriate. No, movie. he he didn't watch the the super violent portions or any of that stuff. But or pretty much anything with ninja in it because yeah, pretty much he just ninja talks. <laughs> Yeah, if Ninja was there, Titus wasn't really watching. Um, also, though, like, I'm not really worried about Titus being exposed to, like, bad language. The only thing is he really likes guns already, and it's kind of an issue. Um, and we've had to be real careful about, like, yeah, they're dangerous. Don't point them at people. You know, like... Oh, yeah, no. My godson's had, like, the same issue. Because he knows they're toys, and he thinks everything is fun and it's like no you have to understand that if this looks like a gun you can't point it at people mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's real like you just can't and yeah. it's yeah and of I course, understand you know my grandma is from a different time than we are and like I grew up playing like cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians and all of that and she thinks it's cute to watch like westerns with them where they're just like shooting the fuck out of each other and she does like finger guns at him and you know the whole pow pow and oh you got me and it's like no don't teach him this um you know it was cute back then now it's not okay it's a problem uh so that's been that's been difficult because we're like no you can't do that and she's like yeah let's do this like grandma no stop (laughs) don't uh... (laughs) grandma no Um, When you're trying not to screw up the next generation and the generation before you's just itching in. <laughs> yeah, you're like fucking knitting a sweater, moving forward, and like somebody's coming behind you, like pulling that shit apart, lighting it on fire. <laughs> God damn it, stop it! <laughs> like taking a dump on it, and you're like, no, don't wipe with that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Love it. Um. Yeah, that's that's always a good time, but um, yeah, so that's that's interesting. But yeah, he liked he liked Chappie. He liked the robot Chappie. Um, and I always forget that Hugh Jackman's in that. I watched I watched that this week. You know, speaking of him, me and my dad. I don't know why we did this because it was right before we left to go to that play thing last night. Um, but we started watching Logan. And neither yeah. of us have seen Logan at all before yet. Yeah, that is a, I haven't seen it either. That's good. a really, like, gory movie. Oh, it's real dark. I need to see all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I recommend that movie. Like, it's not a Wolverine movie. Like, it kind of is, but it's, it's more about Logan, not Wolverine, if that makes sense. Well, and I saw that they had, like, one of my favorite Marvel characters in there, which is X-23. Yeah. So, now I'm really stoked to watch more of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I need to watch that again. Um, it was good. But, uh, yeah, gosh, what else? We were talking about movies that would be good for, like, kids to watch, Andrew. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Logan's not a good one for no, kids to watch. <laughs> not, no. So, I, I had mentioned Home, and then uh, Titus really liked Chappie. I was watching Chappie in the other room, and he walked in when they were, like, teaching Chappie how to paint and stuff, and he really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't watch, like, anything with Ninja in it, because it's just all basically being a dirtbag. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we were we were talking about, like, what movies kids like that we were like, oh, I don't want to shoot myself while this is on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like that home movie. I thought that was pretty good. Moana was good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, we and the kids have watched that one, but I haven't actually watched that one. Um, it was good. I mean, Trolls is okay. I didn't um, watch that one. I, I really don't like the troll dolls. They bother me. Yeah. <laughs> well, these ones, well, the ones in this movie are a little different than the original troll dolls like we grew up with. But, I mean, either way, like, it's got a lot of pop music. But, I mean, I think they... They do well with blending that into the story, um, and the animation, the voice work is really good, so I mean, I definitely recommend checking that one out. You will probably get some of the songs stuck in your head whether you want to or not, so I'll warn you about that ahead of time, but I mean, it's it's a really good movie. Um, I mean, it is kind of your typical sort of like kids movie fare, but it's not... It's not insipid enough to where, like, you just feel like your brain's turning to goo because it's, like, so, like, kindergarten-level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that one, Trolls is a good one. Um, I watched I Boss Baby, and I did not care for it. I was just going to say, like, I know that one's on there. I know uh, my youngest was really excited to watch that one, but we haven't had a chance to sit down and watch that one yet. Um, maybe over this Christmas weekend we might watch it. I don't know. Um now, what other kids' movies? Uh, I liked B movie the first time I saw it. I cannot. I, I don't like I can, Seinfeld's voice. I was but. gonna say I can I can stand <laughs> Seinfeld when it's the actual Seinfeld show, but like when it's just him running around like I'm a bee. Oh my god! Like shut up. I, I enjoyed <laughs> you know? some of the jokes in that, like with the bees, you know, mm-hmm. being forced to smoke because they're smoking the hives. Right. To get the honey out. I like there were some funny jokes in there about that. Right. Well, like, I like the lawyer the, uh, that's voiced by uh, John Goodman was great. Yeah, I was gonna say like it came. I, I think it came out around the same time or a little bit later. But Ants is really good too. That um, was Ants came out years ago. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm saying. Like it's it's like you see B movie, and then you see Ants. It's like is this kind of the same movie? Or am I thinking of Bug's Life? I think of Bug's Life. That's what it is. Ants and a Bug's Life came out real close to each other. Both of those were pretty cute. Yeah, I liked Ants a lot better, though. Um, I mean, you can always watch stuff like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with a little kid, too. Like, they usually enjoy that. Yeah, I haven't been that successful getting the girls to watch that one, but I definitely would love to watch that one with them. Um, That was one of my favorites growing up. I remember going to the theater with my dad to see that. Um I mean, also, Titus is kind of strange. He loves Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, like, he's not afraid of the dinosaurs at all. He's like, ooh, yeah, dinosaurs. Well, I mean, that's my youngest to a T. She has no fear of anything until something happens to instill the fear in her. Like, um, when we were in Washington, they had, like, a water slide thing at the pool that they had. 
and she wanted to go down it. She was all geared up, gung-ho, ready to go for it. Samantha, on the other hand, who's older, didn't want to, like, go on it and was afraid of it. Um, but then she went down, and she was fine, had fun with it. But the thing is, she's taller. So the problem I had was, like, Wednesday wanted to do it, and I was like, I'll be down at the end to catch you. The problem was I didn't realize that as she's sliding down and makes contact with the water, all the water goes into my face. So when I'm trying to catch somebody, it's like, oh, shit, you know. Right. So I, did, I didn't quite catch her in time. So she did go under for a few seconds, but I eventually did pull her out, and she was fine. You know, maybe got a little water up her nose or whatever. But, I mean, but that was the moment where she's like, yep, not going on that again. It's like, okay. Yep, fuck this. Right, but that's how she is. Like, she never has fear of anything until something happens to instill a fear in her, you yeah. know. Well, like, he, I, did, he did kind of get a fear of sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't let him watch Jaws because I was I watched it not too long ago and I was like I'm not letting Titus watch this one. Um, it's just a little bit too creepy, you know what I mean? Like it's got a yeah. dark feel to it, um, which I enjoy, but not necessarily for a three year old, then two year old. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, and then we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 on Netflix, and he liked that okay. Like, he kind of lost interest about halfway through. Yeah, see, that's the only thing. Like, I, Samantha would be old enough, I think, to watch the movies like and enjoy them. Uh, Wednesday, on the other hand, she's got the attention span of a gnat, and for her, she likes to be doing things with her hands. Like, if I don't watch her, she will have glued everything in the house together and cut it all and made, and made like, fucking arts and crafts out of everything, whether it was important or not. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, hey, look what I made. It's like, cool. That was uh, a bill, <laughs> which I do have to pay. Thanks. You know, like, right. I'm glad you made, you know, some sort of hand puppet out of it. It's very creative. However, like, don't do it again. Please don't. <laughs> right, Please stop. right. Right, um, so I mean... I think that's... I am going to try to watch uh, Beetlejuice with Titus, too. Hmm. I'm going to watch it myself first. Because I can't remember all of it. Oh, I remember all of it. I mean, it is good to watch. I mean, it could be, like, I watched it when I was about Samantha's age, and it didn't really bother me, but I'm also more... I was also always a big fan of, like, horror and creepy shit as a kid, so it, it's kind of right up my alley. Whereas, like, my girls, well, you know, so they most of the time... Though. Right. But, I mean, also, the other thing, too, is it, um, like, for my girl, and, like, in the case of my girls, it's, like, they're more into stuff like My Little Pony and, you know, more cutesy kid fare. Um, Wednesday, every once in a while, I watch them. Like, she ended up watching, like, Stranger Things, you know, with us and was rooting for the demo dogs. <laughs> so, it's like, you're definitely my daughter because I was the one rooting for the shark in Jaws. So, yeah. She's just fucking hungry, man. Chill. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I get it. You know, it's cool. But uh, she, like, they both watch pretty much everything. Like, I mean, Samantha, it's, I'm, it's hard to nail it down because, like, her big obsession right now is fucking Pokemon. Which I know is great for you guys, but it's like, I don't give two shits about Pokemon. <laughs> like, she's trying to tell me, like, look at this Pokemon I drew. Yeah, okay, cool, don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I, I tried to get Titus to watch Pokemon, and he didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, we tried uh, Yokai Watch, and I didn't really like it very well, and neither did he. Um, the one that he really did like was Troll Hunters, and it was mm-hmm. okay-ish. 
Um, oh, I know. The other... There's two other ones I would recommend, Zero. Um, Dino Trucks is pretty okay. Like, it's not yeah. the worst thing in the world. It reminds me of, like, uh, like Beast Wars and stuff like oh, that no. when we were Amar- kids. If there's the word truck in it at all, he's already got it and seen it a million times. Like, well, I mean, yeah. like if you're if you got to pick something that he'll be okay watching, like that one's probably not going to make you want to gouge your eyes out. Fantastic. Um, and then there is a uh, there is a How to Train Your Dragon series that's pretty good. I'd watch that. I actually liked How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I actually think it's better than, like, the secondary movies they made about that movie. The direct-to-video stuff. Yeah, well, that's always the case with kids' movies is when you do the direct-to-video stuff. Like, even Disney has that problem because, like, nobody gives two shits about Lion King 2. I'm sorry. Nobody cares. Hey, I like it. You might have liked it, but, I mean, it's like... By and large, most people don't care, so they won't go watch it or whatever or seek right. it out. You know, everybody wants that original Lion King. Um, but I, I don't know. Kids' kids' movies are tricky nowadays because it's like some of them get a little bit too far into, like, trying to cater to adults. So there's way more adult jokes and way less kid jokes. So it's like, yeah, this is fun for me, but the kids are like, fuck this, I'm bored. and go do something else, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean... It, it's really tough to find some that'll bounce out. Like, I know the kids were obsessed with Rio for a long time. I liked uh, Rio, all right. That was Re- cute. Yeah, Re- yeah Rio, I, I did enjoy that one, even though after about the 1500th time I've watched it, it's like, okay, <sighs> there's other movies out there. Like, you know, watch something else, please. Yeah. Jesus, you know, that that's the only problem, too, is they get stuck on things, and it's like, I'm never going to watch anything else. Like, Yeah, I when think the, I've probably seen Charlotte's Web 300 times. I have seen every single season of Pee-wee's Playhouse probably about 12 times now. And that's not including the original time I watched it when I was a kid, because <laughs> my youngest loves Pee-wee's Playhouse, which I'm, gra- I'm glad, although I mentioned that to somebody over the weekend, and they're like, oh, can't watch that show. He was he was jerking off, and I'm like, yes, in a theater when he was off the set. <laughs> it's like it has nothing to do with the fucking show at all. You know, it's not like he was sitting there like, hey everybody, you know, <laughs> welcome to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Today's secret word: fap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens when everybody says the secret word? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Like you, you know, you know the, the funny thing one. is. Did you guys see the memes about Pee-wee being the only celebrity that was caught touching himself and not others? <laughs> or, like, the yep. only... the only no. Something about, like, the only sexual predator or something like that that knows how to keep, him, keep his hands to himself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like, I'm not seeing an argument here. Like, like, yeah, it's We true. wish Harvey Weinstein had been more like Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, yeah, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, like, pretty much everybody at this point. <laughs> like, shit, at least he was in a theater jerking off, minding his own business. The cops who were there, what exactly the fuck were you doing there, sir? <laughs> you know? Well, and then I hear about all this, all these accusations against Mario Vitale. And I'm like, first of all, who was letting a chef, like, do inappropriate shit? Like, I know he was on TV. But come mm-hmm. on, he's a cook. Like mm-hmm. from what I from what I've seen in stuff like Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay, like you ain't got time for that. <laughs> You're fucking expediting shit. You know, move also, your ass. Like yeah, he's like 
this super rich, like, like ultra stoner. Um, right. If he did anything, he probably doesn't remember. <laughs> like, he's either like, hammered or stoned right. out of his fucking mind. Right, like, he literally doesn't remember anything at all that happened at time. Like, like no, I don't man, know. you can't fucking bake that same bread for the 27th time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I have no idea. Um, I have no idea why all of a sudden that's been a thing, but uh. yeah, it's it sucks. It's terrible. It's like one of those things where all of a sudden all these movies are tainted, and all of these TV shows, and just so many things, and you're like, "Fuck!" But that is exactly the point I've been trying to make with people. It's like. I mean, literally, I've already, like a lot of us kind of already dealt with this. Uh, basically, like uh, you know, a lot of us '90s kids have already dealt with this because we had well, just uh, with Pee Wee alone, like that alone well, was kind of similar. Well, we had Pee Wee, we had OJ Simpson, we had uh, fucking Michael Jackson. Like we've had, we've already dealt with this shit. And the way I look at it, it's like whatever happened happened off screen, off stage, like personal life. Like I know people are pissed off about fucking. Uh, Johnny Depp being in that Fantastic Beast movie. I'm like, so? Is he slapping the shit around to that character or what? Like, I, I don't understand why you're pissed off. Like, I understand his personal life sucks, but that's just it. It's his personal life. It has nothing to do with what he's doing on screen. Like, you loved him in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, now all of a sudden you think he's, like, slapping the shit out of Kara Knightley? Like, I don't remember that part in the movie at all. So I don't, I don't see why an actor or actress's exploits off screen, you know, well, should agree. Necess- and it's not like yeah. they're the only one that worked on the movie or that were in the movie. There's like thousands of people that worked on these things. But right. the, the part I was getting at with it was it annoys me that now every time I see one of these, I'm like, Oh man. Yeah, that happened. Like mm-hmm. I can't watch one without thinking about it. And it fucking annoys me. Yeah, and that's... It's tainted it, is the issue. I mean, yeah, my thing is I don't let that kind of shit taint my... You know, I don't let that taint get near my taint, if you see what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, Like, I understand, like, the guy has a shitty personal life and his wife broke up or he groped somebody 15, 20, 30, whatever years ago. Cool, but, like, when I'm watching a film, if the actor is good... I can forget that that person is that person in real life. Right. So, like, I ha- I'm able to separate the two things because when you're an act, like, actors are supposed to do that. They're supposed to not be themselves. Like, that was one. Of, that's one of the reasons why I fucking hate John Wayne to this day because he never did anything that was anybody other than John Wayne except for um, True Grit. That was like the one time he actually acted in his whole fucking career. <laughs> And I've seen a bunch of his movies. I saw a fucking black and white movie where he was a Revolutionary War soldier. Yeah. I'm going, I find this way too fucking much to believe. Like, you're stretching my disbelief to the breaking point now. Because he still has that same slow, drawl accent. And I'm like, nobody talked like that then. <laughs> you know, but I don't, I don't look at people's personal lives as being any sort of reflection on the work that they do. I mean... 
like, yeah, if you're an ice cream truck driver and you're accused of molesting kids, well, th- obviously there's a connection. But if you're an actor playing a part in a film, and yeah, okay, off screen you might have made some inappropriate comments or touched a co-worker or co-star or whatever, I understand, fine, that's not condoning it, that's not saying it's a good thing, but if you're a fan watching the film and you're like, well, this person shouldn't be in this film because they did this to their wife off, off set. I mean, I get the idea of why you're mad at that, but I don't necessarily see how it impacts the film all the way around. Because I, I don't know. I'm the weird guy that can separate those two things, I guess. You know, I understand that not not all of your heroes and all the people you watch on TV and whatnot, they're not all saints. They're not fucking, you know, they're not gods. They're normal people just like you and me, and they all have normal fucked up problems just like you and me. The only difference is they have more money so that they can get things to try to not be assholes, like cocaine, you know? Right. Like, and, you know, in, in turn, most of the time, that just makes them an even bigger asshole. But I'm just saying, like, they have more money to be assholes than we do. So when we're assholes and we beat up our wives or whatever like that, not that I do, I'm just saying, generalization, you know, when we do things like that, it's a big fucking deal because your fellow neighbors that live next door to you shouldn't be doing that shit. Right. Well, and I think it gets a little more weird in cases like Cosby. Right. Where he's because it went like on this family man and right. Like, he had this this clean thing where he would like bitch at people for saying bad words in their stand up and having a dirty act. And yep, then he's fucking Murphy. raping people. Right. So it's like Eddie Murphy still comes out on top, sucker. You know, right. But it's like I and all he did was he, he picked up a tranny one time. Oops. You know, but <laughs> you know it happens. I mean, you know, shit happens. Um, but whoops! Yeah, whoops! I should have asked. I should have at least asked first. Whatever. But um, and like, like fucking Hugh. Like again, another ninety thing. Hugh Grant. Like he got a fucking blowjob from a hooker. Granted, I'm only pissed off at him because of the fact he was married to Elizabeth Hurley at the time, and I'm like, she's fucking hot. Like unless she doesn't go down on you, there's no reason you should have been doing that shit. Period. You know, I feel like but, we need to reach out and get his feedback on this. <laughs> so what's I'm just the saying, deal? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, in that case, like, that's just, I mean, yeah, it's being jokey about it, but I mean, that's kind of what I feel like. Like, I, I don't understand why you had to do that, but again, that's demons or whatever it is that he had to work through. He's worked through and has since, you know, gone on to do other things, and it's not really hurt him too much. You know, um, like the Pee Wee Herman thing, there was a guy like in the fucking 50s or 60s, my dad actually was telling me about it, called Soupy Sales, which actually, the whole Pee Wee's -Wee's Playhouse thing is pretty much all based on those kind of shows. Yeah. And he actually, I guess, because I guess they did the shows live or something, he showed up one day drunk as fuck and did his show, and at one point he was actually like, hey kids do me a favor go into your parents bedrooms when they're sleeping grab their wallet take all the money out of it put it in an envelope and send it to, and send it to soupy sales care of you know whatever studio or tv station or whatever it was <laughs> that he worked genius. for i mean it's genius but like if you want to talk about like somebody who should be fired for fucking around like that guy is top of the list like again at least Wee was doing that shit in his off time you know like he he didn't like basically embezzle money from his audience, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, 
take it for what you will, but I don't know. I I just prefer to to separate an actor or actress. Yeah, or anime. I wasn't like, saying like you can't enjoy it. I was just right. saying it bothers me now that I think of that bullshit every time I see like we watched American Beauty and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is awkward now. Yeah, especially when you you know figure out that it's like the whole thing was his his soapbox or it's it basically was the the fire lit under his ass to finally be like, hey, I'm gay. It's like, is this really the best time to come out of the closet when you're accused of molesting somebody like 20 years ago? To be fair, we got some pretty great memes out of that whole fiasco. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, dude, timing, man. I mean, yeah. you're, you've done comedy. You know how timing works. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. I know it's it's 50 and I was going 75 but I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, either way, it's just I can see the deal, but it's so stupid in a way too. But we'll all be all right. I mean, there's yeah. still plenty of good. There's still plenty of good things out there to look at as far as you know, movies and TV. And like, I'm not gonna stop watching. Like, I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts. I'm still gonna go see it, or I'm still gonna eventually see it at some point. Um. But like I don't, and I honestly, up until all that shit happened, I had no idea he was even in the movie. Like I never heard fucking anything about it until that. So Wait, like what I don't did Johnny know. Johnny Depp do? He played the bad guy. What's his name? Uh, yeah, no, I, I got that. But like, what what happened to him? I don't. I didn't hear whatever he did. He was verbally and physically abusive to his now ex-wife Amber Heard at one point. Oh. Like they actually, like they actually published like photos, like where she's got bruises and shit, and you know, it's like, ah. I mean, first of all, I mean, I don't know the context of what happened in that particular instance, so I can't say like whether you know who was in the wrong or whatever. But either way, like, I mean, yeah, it's fucked up and it's not called for no matter what. But as but far also, as what we don't have all the details. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of details going around, but I mean, they've divorced now, they're separated, whatever, like, it's not going to happen again, he's doing his thing, and, you know, she's off doing her own thing now, it's it's a moot point now, it's over, it's been dealt with, The whatever necessary things have, you know, needed to take place have taken place, so, right. uh, like, let's put it to bed now, like, we've, we've done it, we're over with, you know, no, no, no big deal, um, yeah, I'm, that, but that's basically what happened to him was... Okay, I that, just hadn't heard at all, that, like, yeah. what he Yeah, did. yeah, I heard something about it a long time ago, and of course, obviously, because of the divorce and everything else, like, he's gonna be kind of hurting for money, so he's gonna kind of be needing work, too. Yeah. Uh, so, but of course, with everything that happened, it, you know, it's harder to get, you know, work lined up for, you know, somebody who beat up their wife, but, you know, on the other hand, again, even though he beat up his wife, at least he didn't, like, you know, fuck other dudes or, you know, touch people inappropriately or any of the, or jerk off in front of them or any of the other shit that everybody else has been accused for, you yeah, know. Yeah, he didn't come on a ficus. It's fine. I mean, I guess that was Louis C.K.'s thing. I don't know. Just make no, sure it's a ficus. that was uh, Weinstein. Oh, okay. He made, I mean, he made uh, servers in restaurants watch him jerk off into a ficus. You know, okay. as you do. <laughs> I was, I was as say, you do. Odd, odd, odd choice of fetish, but I mean, again, if you can think of it, there's a fetish for it, so. <laughs> What's your kink? Ficus trees. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that aloe is so good for my skin. <laughs> oh, God. It really yeah, cuts down yeah. on the friction burn. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but, yeah. All right. So, uh, what did you guys play as far as video games this week? Uh, well, I've been checking out, as you know, before we started recording and everything, I've been checking out the. Uh, the Krampus knocked uh, hollow, uh, holiday goings on for Secret World Legends. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I know there's a mission tied to it. I'm not sure if I'm the right level for it because I've gone up a lot of levels since Halloween, and I know I wasn't a, at the right level for uh, the mission thing there. But I have to figure out how that works because I know one of the things I've realized when I did it was that there are a bunch of Krampuses like in the game world. Yeah. I've killed two I've killed two of them so far. So, and I guess one of them gave me a like one of those in-game like flare things, which I fucking hate those damn things. But I like the joke that they put in with it where there was like a filthy note where it's like I heard you guys like these flares as gifts. So here you go, you know, sign Krampus, you know, like when you hover over it for a description. It's like, that's funny, because I, I always hated... Why the fuck do we put in fucking flares and fireworks in these games? They're full fucking stupid and worthless. You know, they don't do anything, yeah, really. Like It's in, always irritating, because they're, like, limited use, so people mm-hmm. don't want to use them, mm-hmm. because they're going to run out. And then on top of it... You can't sell them. Yeah, and you just don't really want to use them anyway. Although, the funny thing about the Krampus flares this time around, like... I used some of the ones for Halloween that were kind of neat. Like, they made, like, ghosts and shit appear. So that was kind of cool just for shits and giggles. But this one, apparently, like, when you use the flares, it blows up in your face and knocks your character down for a moment. So you extra don't want to use it, like, in a combat (laughs) scenario. I mean, you can. It doesn't do damage to you. It just knocks you down. It's kind of embarrassing, I guess. But it's like, okay, well, that was interesting. Um, and then I got a pile of snowballs, which you can have snowball fights with other characters, I guess, but I haven't quite figured out how those really work. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, whoever puts down the snow pile, whoever else picks it up, they're, like, they're in the snow fight, but, you know, the snowball fight, but okay. I haven't messed around with it enough. I've just watched people do it while we're standing there waiting, because they've got another public raid thing, like they've had in previous events. Um, which this time I actually really enjoy, because, one, the character doesn't have a area of effect knockback spell or whatever because the last two events like the halloween and the um uh the other uh what do you call it the other like event before that where the filth was going to take over and tokyo opened up or whatever uh whispering tide that's what it is um those those like bosses or whatever had these area of effect spells so if you didn't get far enough away from them like you would get knocked off of the platform on the map and then you would either respawn immediately next to them and die from whatever other AOE thing they're doing and then have to start like and go all the way back down the ramp thing to get to wherever the event is um, or you would just get knocked down off the map and then have to respawn up there and walk back anyway. You wouldn't really die, but you would just get respawned back up there. And it's kind of an annoying pain in the ass. But so far, this guy has not had any of any area of effect pushback, things like that. So that's been kind of nice. On top of that, like, I have not taken, like, any damage, but I've been dishing out a pretty good amount of damage. So... Nice. Like, 31,000-some-odd criticals, you know. 
or higher depending upon whatever like it's kind of hard to tell like exact like there's little floating text or whatever but it's kind of hard to figure out who's doing what damage when and shit because there's so many people in there yeah um, we were just talking about that in destiny actually but yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun it's like a, a giant like nephilim you know creature um, but you get a reward bag, and then, of course, when you log in, you get these, like, malevolent snowflake things that are kind of like cash boxes that you can open up after you've completed the raid, and they give you um, different bonuses, like, they'll give you, you know, upgrade, t- uh, like, upgrade token things, and they'll give you cosmetic items like, you know, scarves and hats and whatnot, like, I, I put that picture in the Discord thing of what my character looks like now, is I've got them all fitted out to look like a, a snowboarder. And I even got a snowboard for one of my daily login rewards, which is like a hover snowboard, but which is kind of funny because when you hover over the description, it's like, you know, snow, where we're going, we don't need snow. <laughs> nice. I see what they did there. Mm-hmm. Zero, what about you, sir? Um, aside from the usual uh, Destiny, I played a lot of Overwatch because I've been playing both with you and with uh, Butters and Matt, so I've yeah. gone up quite a few levels. I haven't really got much of anything from this event yet, though. Yeah, same. Um, I got my Junkrat, which is nice. But that's been about it so far. Yeah, so far... Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't gotten really anything. Like, even the friggin' loot box that I got, you know, the free one that everybody gets didn't give me anything too terribly special. I, I... I did get the Ferrer from last year, but I think that might have been the only one that yeah, I was... No, I I'm the, still missing Santa. I got but. the May from last year. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't have that either. Yeah, the May I don't have. I do have the... I do have the Ferrer one. I do have the Santa Torb. I do have the Nutcracker Zenyatta um, from last year. But, like, as far as anything from this year, I haven't really played it. Like, I got on it to check out what was in my box, and that's about it. Like, I haven't really played it since. Uh, I'm a little bit underwhelmed, because, like, most of the skins, like, don't do anything for me. Like, the Junkrat one's funny just because, you know, it's a summer skin for winter, you know. But, like, the Soldier 76 one looks good, but then again, most of his skins look good. Anna's one's pretty decent, but, like, the rest of them, like, I just don't really care about. Like, I mean, I'm glad that at least they gave... Sombra, a skin that makes her look a little bit different, a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Although I think the peppermint one's pretty cool too, still. But I don't, I didn't get that one last year either. But yeah, I'm just like, eh. I'm a little underwhelmed. I haven't played the new game mode yet. Although I know, like Dan, you were talking to me earlier and said you weren't a fan of it. Well, you played all uh, of. Right. Yeah, a little, I, I played a little bit of it, like in beta. Yeah, it's basically exactly that, but worse. Except, yeah, except the Yeti doesn't get to evolve. <laughs> well, he just gets his alt, and then May doesn't have her freeze. She just gets a trap. Yeah, and everybody is May, so it's just a bunch of Mays ice walling each other off. And then for Winston, it's like, well, you either instantly kill everybody or you just lose, and it takes forever. Yeah, I I think it would have been better if they did it a little bit more like the Halloween event, instead, but not making it a horde mode thing. But if they did it like Halloween where you got like four particular characters other than just May going against the, the Yeti. Like, you know, you could have like, you know, like May, Anna, 
soldier. Um, uh, I would, uh, Tor, I would Torbjorn, like to see something know. where it's like a bobsled race or something like that, totally different. Where you're like Lucio, like going down a luge course or like avoiding yeah. obstacles and like you know a race to see who wins or whatever. Something yeah. other than like, hey, it's a snowball fight and you just shoot guns at each other or, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we put Evolve in our game because everybody liked that, right? Yeah, although the thing with the with the Lucio thing, like that could probably turn into like fucking Temple Run or whatever it is really quickly, you know what I mean? I, I like Temple Run better than I liked Evolve, so... <laughs> Touche. You make a very excellent point. <laughs> um, a very excellent point. I mean, I think that's the reason people like Lucio Ball so much, because it was, so far, that's been, like, the furthest event away from just shoot at each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and plus, if you're a huge Rocket League fan, like, it's definitely, like, right in your wheelhouse, too. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be something that they should look into, is making some more unique modes. Like, you've got your Horde mode thing, like, you're... Nazi zombies type thing for Halloween. And then you've got like your summer games, Lucio Ball stuff. For winter, I mean, I think they should make it like, I think you're right. Maybe they should make it more like a temple run, like bobsled type thing. Not even necessarily like a temple run, but like think Mario Kart or, you know, like let people throw a snowball and like spin somebody out because you're racing on the ice or. You know, everybody's in their own lane, and they have to avoid the obstacles and wall ride at the right time and that sort of thing. Literally, snowboarding game from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Well, that's why I was saying with Temple Run, because of the whole avoiding obstacles thing, is it's kind of what that's like, you know. But, like, think Um, about how cool it would be if you were, like, playing as Lucio and you had to wall ride over, like, gaps and, you know, like, jump over obstacles using the wall ride bounce stuff out of your way using the gun. Like, there's a lot of mechanics that can be done there. And I know they don't want to use Lucio constantly. Yeah. But, like, you could use Farah and say, like, you know, around 4th of July do an event and say, you know, shoot fireworks or avoid the fireworks as you fly through the night sky or something like that, you know? Hmm. That would be neat. Like there's a lot say, of well, there's a lot of mechanics well, they just don't take advantage of. Well, well yeah. I feel like they said they were gonna do a, they were gonna focus more on events and shit this year, and I feel like all they really did was mostly just work on that map that that they're about to release. Yeah, I feel like they just poured all their time into one map that's just nostalgic of everything Blizzard's done, and it's like. Way to jerk yourselves off, but other than that, we've mostly just got skins this yeah, year. Yeah, and also, right. here's a whole new set of skins you can only buy with real money. Are you talking about the uh, the Blizzard World map? I thought that was already out. It's in PTR, but it's not actually supposed to release until next year. Oh, okay, I thought that was coming out with the last set of skins or whatever that came out. No, no, they kind of... <clears throat> I don't understand that either. They were like, hey... Here's this thing at BlizzCon, like, over a month ago. By the right. way, it's three months out. Like, how? How is it in PTR and three months out? I mean, either way, I'm just happy that Zarya is getting that Barbarian skin from Heroes of the Storm finally. Because I was like, that look, that look fucking dope. They need to give us all the skins from Heroes of the Storm. They, they really should, definitely. Like, 
it's like it's kind of sad they get cooler skins in Heroes of the Storm than they do in Overwatch. Also, so, I think in arcade mode they need to let people. You need to be able to get the the holiday maps, like Winter yeah. King's Row, instead of always just regular King's Row. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something they should do as far as making it more you know, holiday theme, like, let you play those masks. Because I even remember, like, fucking Call of Duty 4. Like, they had, like, the holiday maps and shit that you could play, like, during that, which, well, it didn't matter what mode you were playing. if you just put playing. them in arcade, at least yeah. that way, you know, you're not making content that you only see for two weeks out of the year. Right, yeah. I mean, either way, like, just so far, this, uh, this like, winter event's kind of like, eh... I mean, I'll play. I love all of the skins. I think they're incredible. Like the Bastion skin is fucking great. But I mean, it, it looks really cool. But like the problem I have too is like again, it's going to be just like Halloween for me. Whereas all the new skins I'm not going to get. All the old skins I'll probably pay for. But even then, like I don't have as much currency because I haven't been playing it as much lately. Like, I've got maybe 1,100 currency right now. Like, 1,100-something currency. Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to buy shit except for maybe, like, one skin from last year or something else. Like, any of the skins from this year, like, all of them, I think, are three grand. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to buy any of the new stuff. I might buy maybe some, like, one thing of, the, of last year's, maybe two, depending upon how cheap they are. But that's about it. It's going to be just like Halloween all over again for me. So, yeah. yeah. But even then, like, there's less that I'm excited about because, like, yeah, the Bastion one's okay. The the Sol- Soldier 76 one I really dig. Um, the Anna one's pretty cool. But the thing is, I don't play Anna that much, so it's not a skin I would use very often. Whereas, like, Soldier I would use more often. Um, My thing is, yeah. we just play so much mystery. I like to get the good skins even for characters I don't play. Just so right, that I I'm... do have a good time when I play mystery and get a character i don't usually get yeah there's that too and i mean yeah that would that's definitely something i thought about it's like a good benefit but i know i'm not going to get any of the new stuff anyway so if i'm lucky i'll just pick up the shit i didn't get like i didn't get the jingle uh tracer skin but i don't play tracer very often but like you said yeah i you really know, want I, that skin because i really really like it and i would play mm-hmm. more tracer if i had it mm-hmm if for nothing else, just the whole dashing through the snow line, you know. Right. Um, let me let the dog in real quick. Sure. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Path of Exile. Um, I kind of took a little bit of a break because I went pretty hard on it for the first couple of days. Um, and I'm getting like level 60 with my first character. And I started a second character, but I'm not sure I'll put much more time into it. Because I, I don't love the ability. Um... But uh, I'm I'm still having a good time with it, despite not loving the me- the mechanic they put in for this league. Um, so I'll be playing some more of that this week. I, I do want to get to level 90 with this character, and that's going to take probably another 100 hours on this character over the Jeez. next couple of months. Um, they actually about, they increased the POE. Yeah, yeah, the amount of experience from level I think. 85 to 100 was increased about 75 percent um in particular the amount of experience from level 99 to 100 was increased 40 percent um so it's something like 
eight hours of gameplay was added to that one level. Um, assuming you don't die. If you die, you lose something like 30% of your experience. So, hmm. like, even if you're playing not hardcore, you still don't want to die because it literally costs you hours of your life. Um, so, it's... Uh, it's a that sounds of, horrible. Yeah, it's a it's a real fucking grind, and I don't have any aspirations of getting to level one hundred, um, at least not right now. But I do want to get a character to level ninety just to get the achievement on my account, um, and also to see how different the gameplay is there, because I know it's it's pretty different at that point, because um, you're kind of grinding experience per hour and not so much looking for items, which is a totally different gameplay style for that game mm -hmm. um, I tried out Diablo um, and I got a Necromancer to level 70 in the season and started doing some of the season journey and I really don't like the Necromancer at Endgame I found out um, mm. most of his strong builds are based around you know go and aggro the entire map and then use your three minute or two minute cooldown abilities and kill everything on the screen and then repeat this process. Huh. Um, and I'm just not a fan of that. I like to kill things as I go, not, you know, run around and not kill things forever. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not loving the Necromancer. I, I have a lot more fun with like the Barbarian and the um, Wizard. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much more of Diablo I'll play this season. Um, I just read an article where they were talking about, I guess there might be a new Diablo coming out, and not this year, not next year, but the year after that, 2019, I think. Yeah, there's a <clears> lot of talk about them being done with Diablo 3 and moving on to Diablo 4, and I think we'll see a lot more similarities to Path of Exile. We'll mm -hmm. see a lot more item grinding, a lot more of the loot grind. And yeah. we'll see, we'll see more, uh, we'll see more builds being built on items rather than certain abilities. Like, you know, a little different. What? Grandma just carried the TVs out of me. She just yelled "Danny" like really loud. I ran in her room, mm -hmm. and she was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old sleep screaming. <laughs> like, yeah. uh -huh. I played uh, Cuphead, which I've been waiting oh, yeah. to play for a while, uh, and that game looks just as beautiful as I thought it would. Like, really makes you think that you're watching like the old school Mickey Mouse cartoons and whatnot. As you get oh. violently murdered over and over. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was some violent shit in those old cartoons too. Like, it really fits in. Um, <laughs> it doesn't play. It doesn't play at all like I thought it would, though. Like, I thought it would have, like, the standard, like, side-scroller formula, but... No, you have a real basic story, and then you just move around the map and go to different missions. And some missions are like, here's a whole level of just side-scrolling with a boss at the end. Some of them are just, like, running back and forth on the same screen doing target practice kind of shit. Some of them are just a boss fight. Yeah. Um, and no matter what you choose... Even on the easiest difficulty, you're going to play it a minimum of 14 times. 
because everything in that game will absolutely fucking murder you, yeah, and you need to learn the patterns. And patterns oh. yeah. It's it's really hard to play now because they don't really make games like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal in a different way than we're used to now. But if you're willing to get thoroughly drunk, it's a lot of fun. I'm always <laughs> willing. <laughs> I mean, I I really dig that old school uh, animation style with it, but I have yet to play it myself, so I don't know. And like, even then, I've never really been too much of a fan of those kind of like side-scrolling games, like even back in the day. So yeah. Well, here's I the thing know. with that too. Um, if you're gonna play that game you're going to want another person that's pretty good at playing games to play with you. Mm -hmm. Because that game's very frustrating. Um, I feel like it's one of... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's one of those games where if you're not drinking with another person where you can both just laugh at yourselves for being horrible, you're probably going to just get super aggravated and stop playing quickly. (laughs) So... That sounds like a lot like real life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm really mad. I'm just going to stop. Just stop. <laughs> um, I also, like I said, I, before, earlier I started playing uh, Dark Forces. Mm-hmm. There you go, yeah. Um, I played Dark Forces 2 specifically way back in the day because a friend had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played the first one. Mm. And I never paid attention to the story in either. And I didn't. I didn't realize like where it fit in into the storyline and all that, and I also didn't realize that like Rogue One completely destroyed part of the story and a bunch of the characters, which yeah. made me yep. kind of upset. Like <laughs> yeah. we talked about earlier. Yep, that's that's so. exactly that's one of the things I always hated about this new Star Wars series. It's like everything you've read in the books or played in like like Dark Forces, everything you've played in those games, like doesn't fucking exist now. It's like, well, fuck you. I'll make my own goddamn cannon. <laughs> my head cannon yeah. is now God. Get out. Damn right. Get out, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I really loved the original game because it was right around the time when I was playing a lot of FPS games, uh, like Doom and Blood and all that stuff. So it gave, fit right nicely into that Wolfenstein sort of style. And I loved it because, like, the weapon... Up. Yeah, it had a jump button, but it also had, like, weapon types that were different. Like, you got the typical, like, Stormtrooper blaster, but you had, like, his pistol and all these other kind of weapons that you never saw in the other Star Wars flicks. So it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, there are other weapons, you know? Like, not everybody's running around with Stormtrooper blasters or, you know, uh, Han Solo's DL-44 and all that shit. Like, you know. I I gotta say, overall, like... I sat there and, like, read through the story and watched, like, the CGI or, like, whatever mm. it would be considered cut, for back in the day. Scenes, yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, and the level design and everything. And that game is real dated. Yeah, and it is, it, but... It's barely a modification of, like, Doom and Wolfenstein, but I'm still impressed by how well that game is made. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a really good game. And that was back in the good old days of LucasArts when they were actually like really fucking good at what they were doing, especially with the Star Wars licenses. Because like I played that, I played Rebel Assault, Rebel Assault Two, uh, Tie Fighter. Like I played all those old school like Star Wars games. I, and I actually am kind of terrified to know how many hours I spent playing. Um... Gosh, I can't even think of the name of the fucking game now. I want to call it fucking 
uh, Rogue One, but that's not it. Uh, what's the fucking uh, flight game? Not X-Wing and uh, TIE Fighter, the other one. Starfighter? No. Um, Wing Commander? No, it's Star Wars. I was going to say, so that would be X-Wing and or TIE Fighter, because they had one no, of there's, each. There's another one. What's the other one well, where the, you played both sides? There's uh, there's X-Wing and Starfighter, and, and TIE Fighter. No, um, uh, gosh. That's literally the, the name of the game. with all the cheat codes where you can get the Millennium Falcon... Why is the A-Wing? Oh, um, um, Rogue Squadron 3D. Rogue Squadron. That's why I wanted to call yes. it Rogue One. Uh, yeah, that, I that's... fucking loved Rogue Squadron. I probably spent like 2,000 or 3,000 hours just playing like the first half of the missions in that game because it got fucking hard. Like I would play I up had... to the escort mission and then start over. I was going to say, I actually had the uh, mod slash cheat code thing that they embedded where instead of flying around in the X-Wing fighter, you flew around in this, like, black Buick car that one of the developers had. Yeah. They, they originally used it as, like, a test thing, and they put it in as a joke, but then people figured out how to get it in the game, so I used to play around with that a lot, which is hilarious. Yeah, I still the other remember thing I... the uh, cheat code for the Millennium Falcon was Farm Boy. <laughs> yep, I love. Well, the thing I loved about it was like if you were if you figured out how to move the the mouse cursor around or whatever when you were in the hangar, mm -hmm. if you figured out a certain way to move it, it would maneuver around all the way to the back to where the Millennium Falcon was, and then you could hit like a button to have the rebel captain or whatever like tell you information about the ships. Yeah, and like and like as soon as you got to the Millennium Falcon, hit it, he's like, I don't know where this thing came from, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I played on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, um, I played it on PC, so yeah. But yeah, I spent Taking so back. much time playing that. Um, yep. And then uh, I also, like, a lot of people didn't like it. I really liked the Pod Racer game. Oh, I love yeah, that. I did too. Um, that was one of the best fucking arcade games in the world if you ever got one of the big, like, huge display ones where you sat you sat in, like, a real pod racer replica, yep. and it would fucking move. That was the best fucking game ever. I think we still have some of those at the, I think it's Dave and Buster's or something like that down Probably, the street. Probably, yeah. I know we've got, I, well, last time I was there, I haven't been there in years now, but the last time I was at Putt-Putt here, they still had one. I, most of the time, I think it was out of order, though, but they did still have one, so... Okay. Yeah, I have no idea if it's still there or not. Like I said, I have not been there in years, so don't take, don't quote me on that or anything. <laughs> I ain't said shit. Shit. Um, not saying, just saying. <laughs> gosh, what else? Rogue Squadron 3D. I'm taking a look at this shit. Dude, on Rogue Squadron right. was so good. Like, it's terrible. Like, the map is pretty much not helpful at all. Um... The controls yeah, I think are that's garbage. the one I played where I was always like, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm supposed to be doing here. Yeah, like, even now, I'll go and watch speedruns of that game, and they're like, I'm going to fly over here and trigger this event, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know where to go to complete the mission, let alone how to skip shit. Well, I, I knew all that stuff because most of the time I played it solo anyway because that was also back in the day when, like, we had dial-up and shit, so yeah, I, never I didn't really get a chance else. to... Yeah, I never had a chance to play much, like, with anybody else or anything, but I had a lot of fun with that game just because it was, 
it was fun and it was an arcadey enough shooter to where uh, you can do pretty much whatever you wanted to a certain extent. I mean, granted, they had like the invisible walls thing, like oh, you're leaving the mission area, you know that yeah, kind of shit. Just flip you over, right? It would it would just like f- turn you around or whatever. But I mean, it was still a lot of fun to play. Uh, it was actually one of the games because my dad actually for Christmas got me a whole box set of like all of the LucasArts Star Wars games. So that's why I had like Tie Fighter and yeah. uh, you know uh, Rebel Assault, Rebel Assault Two, and all that stuff. Rebel Assault Two I loved just because there was a great Easter egg in there where when you got into this elevator after shooting a bunch of these like it was like an on rail shooter portion where you were shooting all these stormtroopers and you got to the end of the hall and there was a, a, a elevator and when you put in a certain code right at the right at the time when the doors closed the following scene would have like this like these two imperial soldiers like or, or captains or whatever like talking to each other and in the background there was all these stormtroopers doing fucking ballet dancing yes. <laughs> yeah it was fucking great like I, I heard about actually honestly I heard about it originally uh, back in the day when they used to have um, uh, on the sci-fi channel they used to have like this morning like sci-fi channel program where it was like kind of like a talk show sort of thing uh, and they would like you know talk about the latest like science fiction news or whatever and that was one of the things they showcased so I was like cool I want to check that out and eventually I got the game and it's like cool I can check it out now so yeah it was it was a lot of fun though like that was probably one of the more fun like cheat code slash easter eggs whatever that I've ever seen in a game yeah even though it's silly and it only lasts for like a few minutes it's it's great the other Star Wars game that I played just endlessly as a kid was uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. I did play a little bit of that one. I really did dig that one too. I didn't. I God, it's been so long since I played. It. I think I like almost speed ran it and got to the end of it. But I never. I don't even remember what the hell the ending of that game was. Now I play. I haven't yeah, played it in so. I mean, it's another game where you know it's a little more linear, so it's a little easier to figure out where you're going. Right. Um, but it was always fascinating because you're like a Jedi. But you also can pick up the guns and play it as a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So you can, like, fucking electrocute people with the lightning fingers, or you can electrocute them and then blow them up with a grenade launcher. Because why not? And maybe throw some thermal detonators in there. Well, basically, it was an extension of Dark Forces. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why it was played that way, or you could play it that way. Um because, like, even in uh, Dark Forces 2, you could do that, which was hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, I, I miss all those old-school LucasArts, you know, games that they made. Like, even the games that weren't Star Wars-related that they made were fucking great. Like, I loved Outlaws, which was, like, one of the first Western FPS games, even though it was built on, like, the same engine that ran Duke 3D. Um, gosh, like, like uh, Full Throttle is one I never actually got to play. Oh, I love that's actually one of my favorite games of all time to be honest. I've been I've been meaning to pick up the remaster just so I actually have have a chance to play it, but I don't know if that would be too much different than the original version. Um the other uh, like it uh, looks exactly the same. I was planning on picking it up too. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, I don't know how much time I spent playing that game to get all three of the different endings with the three different paths you could choose. Um I actually remember printing out a walkthrough that was, like, this thick. It was, like, 20, 20 30, 40 pages long. I actually <laughs> I only did it one-sided. I've never seen this game. Like, I'm looking at it on Steam right now. 
And it's like Full Throttle. Bucks, uh, Indiana Jones. The Fate of Atlantis. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's it's a point and click adventure game. It looks pretty um, good, actually. I'm impressed. It is really good, and the music on it like is really good. Like I even remember playing it because I actually got it because I was at Best Buy and it was on sale, and I actually got the physical like box copy of it with the artwork and everything. Oh god, it was, it was, that was probably one of my favorite like Lucas Arts games from back in the day. Is that one? Um, if you haven't played it, I recommend it. I know there's three different paths you could choose. There was there was the fists path, which basically Indiana Jones just punched the shit out of everything all the way there. Um, there was like the wits path where you kind of like were more diplomatic and sly. And God, I don't remember what the third path was. It's been forever since I've played it. I have it on my Steam library, but I just haven't played it in forever. But yeah, there's a lot of really neat little Indiana Jones like Easter eggs and jokes and shit throughout the whole game. In fact, if nothing else, when I went to see uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at Think Geek here in town, which is a, a geek-themed sweet shop, uh, they had a screening of The Last uh, Crusade, and I went in my Indiana Jones gear, and they had a trivia contest. And my wife's like, you should go do that, because I'm sure you'll win. And it's like, okay. So I went up there. <laughs> Um, and they were like, one of the questions was, do, uh, you know, like what, uh, it was something along the lines of what was the college that Indiana Jones worked at? And there was like a couple of different answers. Um, and the one answer that I knew was Barnett college because in uh, fate of Atlantis, he mentions, you know, I worked at Barnett college or something like that. So it's like, ah, oh, Barnett college. Plus it's my last name with minus a letter. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. You I would just, remember I, that. Yeah. And every, and everybody was like, how did you know that? And it's like, Shh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> by the way, I'm not writing my full name. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well. Well. We were. It was like a because it, it was it was screened outdoors in a parking lot in front of the building. So it was like, they were doing it like with a microphone and everything. So there was no write-in. But like nobody got the idea. I think it was somebody said something like Columbia or something. I was like, no, it's not Columbia. I was like, I remember Barnett College from Fate of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly, I would have loved to have seen that turned into a movie instead of Crystal Skull because it had a really interesting idea with. You know, resurrecting Atlantis and Aura Calcum and like a this chick who was like a, a fortune teller that Indy knew, who also wanted to be a serious archaeologist, but then decided there was more money in being a, a psychic, even though she faked all of her shit. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and then she had this necklace that was like part of the whole Atlantean myth, and if you fed Aura Calcum beads to it, it would do different things. It was a really interesting game, and it was a really good story. So if you haven't played it, I recommend it, especially if you're an Indiana Jones fan. Um, it's not quite the same like level of like action gameplay like you would have get like you would get out of Emperor's Tomb, uh, which I recommend Emperor's Tomb as well, especially just because I love grabbing a Nazi by the lapels, just punching the shit out of him. <laughs> it's one of the most sad. It's one of the most satisfying things in that game ever, other than just whipping yourself across platforms, but. Yeah, there's one level in Emperor's Tomb that really pisses me off because it, it... Later on in the game, there's this Nazi guy that drives around in this like big drilling vehicle because they're like excavating something. And it basically goes to a third person behind the back view and you're supposed to run away from this thing chasing you while you're avoiding these different holes in the floor. So it's a real fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> 
because like you don't know where the patterns are going you can't really look anywhere and as you're going the fucking drill thing gets closer so it kind of un- obstructs your view a little bit while you're going through it's just like oh god <laughs> i was so glad when i finally managed to get past that level it's, it's the only thing that's keeping me from replaying that game again because i know i'm gonna get to that part and i'm gonna be like fuck <laughs> I don't want to do this again. Yeah. I did it once. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of that in old games where you're like, I really love this one game, except this one thing where I always stopped playing it because of this problem, and then I never saw the rest of the game, or I only ever did it once because fuck that, and fuck the entire game because of that one issue. Yeah. And usually it's an escort mission. <laughs> do you want to go outside, Ebony? <clears throat> trick question i i don't Once, want to go outside your name's not ebony you so yeah. <laughs> um but yeah zero have you played anything else i know we've uh we played quite a bit of overwatch um, we also played a little bit of torchlight too yeah we did play some torchlight too that is a lot of fun yeah it's it's all right i don't know i really want to like the torchlight games more but they're just kind of too bland for me. Well, and you you don't seem to be a huge fan of, uh, like, dungeon crawlers. Oh, I love dungeon crawlers. I just... I don't... I like a little more substance, I guess. I feel like I get more out of, like, Diablo more. Well, uh, I mean, that's... Or I really want something that's real heavy, like, uh, like Divinity, like more the CRPG route. Right, you want more RPG and less... Like loot grind. Yeah, I'm. Not, well, I'm not really a fan of just games where all you do is grind all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah we we played a little bit of Torchlight Two this week multiplayer. I've never played that game multiplayer. I've always played it single player. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, um, and I dig the like player classes and stuff. But yeah, it's just not it's just not a game that really held my attention for very long. So I spent Same. a couple hundred hours on it. Um, but I spent more time in Torchlight 1 than 2. I didn't think 2 was as fun. It was definitely a better game, but I still enjoyed uh, 1 more. Yeah. I don't know. I already prefer 2 a lot more. 1, one kind of seemed like a, like a one-trick pony. Like it was just go in this mine and endlessly left click and run in circles as to where there's like real environments well, in the map. Well, and I think that's what I that's liked about part. one was it was just a very simple loot grind like fucking slot machine game. And then Torchlight Two, they tried to be a little bit more deep about it, and I was just like, eh, you could have done better. <laughs> um, For those of you who are fans of the lusty Argonian maid, there you go. The lusty Argonian maid. <laughs> wow. I don't know which thing I'm looking wow. at. Wow. I, I am not a fan, as it turns out. I, I can <laughs> confirm I am not a fan. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You've never read those? You ever read those books in the Skyrim games? Oh, I absolutely yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I prefer yeah, the non-illustrated yeah. version. <laughs> Agree. Um, I just like I just like the shoddy cast version where the guy does this really goofy voice where he sounds kind of like Yoda if he was an aristocrat. Oh <laughs> He's like, "Would you like to bake my bread in the oven?" <laughs> Jesus. 
it's fucking hilarious. I, I don't do a good enough impression of it, but it's fucking hilarious. Like they did yeah. actual like dramatic readings of the lusty Argonian maid. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Also, I love I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that Titan Quest is getting a console release on the Xbox One and PS4. Um, just because that game came out like two generations of consoles ago on mm-hmm. PC only. I'm just all around confused about I just the existence of Titan Quest at this point. Like right. it's getting an expansion too. Why? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, they got a $15 or $20 expansion like 10 years after it was released and they hadn't even talked about the game until that. Like who decided to do that? Yeah, one day you were just like, so there's a Titan Quest expansion. I'm like, yeah, wait, Titan Quest? That game's been dead for like a decade. What are you talking yeah, about? And I God literally expansion? have the disc sitting like right here in front of me because I had an urge to play it like three months ago and dug out my old disc and played it. So, yeah, it's real weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's pretty much all I've played. Uh, I've played a lot of Destiny. Um, I got my first two masterwork weapons. Um, both of them were on terrible weapons that I'm probably going to dismantle and use the masterwork crafting materials to craft my uh, better devils, which is a really good hand cannon in the game. Um, but uh, I feel like they've addressed a lot of the issues in that game, and they're definitely... They're holding up their end of the bargain where they've said, we're going to fix the problems you guys don't like and um, make this a game that you can spend a lot more time in and feel good about the time you put into it. Um, I'm comfortable recommending it to people again, whereas before I was like, yeah, you'll get your money's worth. You'll get like 80 hours out of your 50 or $60, but don't expect much else unless you want to spend some more money. Um, now I feel like you know, you still probably want to buy those expansions, but you'll feel better about buying them um, just because there's more game there. Like, it really expands what you can do rather than, hey, try out this one new piece of content and then maybe don't play it again for three months. Mm. So it uh, it definitely feels better than it did. So I really wish, like, my biggest complaint with the game, and it's not really that bad, is I wish there was an easier time to get from place to place. Because I feel like we constantly jump like, oh, we'll go over here for ten minutes and finish off a quest or a strike or whatever. And then teleport back and then run somewhere else and do it all again. Yeah, Yeah, load back to space and then pick a place and load back to there and then turn that stuff in and then load back to space and then load back to where you need to go. And it's like, well, this totally breaks all the flow there was going on entirely. Yeah, and I feel like they kind of went backwards from Destiny 1. Like, they thought they were fixing the problem where you spent too much time in your ship orbiting and too much time on the tower and now it just feels like you spend too much time just dicking around traveling places and running whereas at least in destiny one once you got somewhere you were probably staying there for like an hour yeah now it's like hey we did that for 10 minutes let's go load into this and go back to the tower and spend 20 minutes loading places so yes you spend less time just sitting in orbit but you also spend twice as much time actually loading places. 
So that that is kind of the one one downside, but at least they're making it so that now your grind is a little bit more rewarding. Um, and you actually feel like you have a chance of getting that one really rare, amazing drop and not like, oh God, I got another copy of this. You know, it might be like, oh shit, I got that masterwork drop and it's on the weapon I want. I hope it's the role that I was looking for. Like you're actually, you know, grinding for a certain piece of loot with a certain role that's, you know, something that you can turn your failed roles into another chance with. Um, there's a real gameplay loop there rather than like, oh, I collected everything, I guess I'm done. So, I feel like that's a plus at least. Um, also, while I'm not a huge fan of the story for the first expansion, I do, I played through it mostly uh, solo on a second character, and I did enjoy it a little bit more taking my time actually killing enemies rather than just running through everything like we did um, and listening to the story a little bit it was better when I took my time with it rather because we beat it in like under an hour and a half we beat the entire yeah. expansion story um, because you're able to just literally run past I would say 80% of the enemies so that was a little disappointing and it, the story itself is mediocre, but it was a little bit more enjoyable to play my second time through, which is really weird to say that even. So, but yeah, I think that's it as far as stuff that I can think of that I've played. Yeah, this week I pretty much haven't had time to do much of anything other than like this weekend, so uh, most of that time has been doing that Secret World Legend stuff. Like I said, I did check out what was going on in Overwatch, but eh, I haven't really played it or anything, so yeah. not much to report there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Well, it's been, a, it's been a podcast. You guys have a good night, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Take care, everybody.